Welcome to the Newgrounds Podcast. Today's episode hosted by Psycho Goldfish. Everybody, welcome to the New Crowns Podcast. This is Psycho Goldfish, and we have a big show this week. Uh, we are going to be talking about the Flash Forward Jam on New Grounds. We have a bunch of participants, and we have some uh, special guests here as well. Joining me as hosts are uh, Jeff Bandolin, aka Johnny Utah. How you doing, Jeff? Oh, I'm great. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, your enthusiasm is fucking infectious tonight. Uh, everybody's excited. Yes, yes, you're bringing it. And then we also have uh, Tom Falk, a.k.a. Tom Falk. Tom, how you doing, man? I'm good. <laughs> See? Jeff's enthusiasm is infectious. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking about this before the show. I don't think I've actually, like, verbally spoken to either of you guys in, like, two years. <laughs> it's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is we work together, but we don't work together. I'm a fan of the typing. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's less efficient. I, I prefer that. <laughs> That's all right, Tom. I'll do the talking here. I'll handle it. I'll handle business. Right. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get it done. We'll get it done. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Anyway, we're here to talk about the Flash Forward Game Jam. Uh, kind of the I don't know if you want to call it the last hurrah of Flash, but definitely like a big love letter. Um, kind of sparks off what Ruffle can do. People are making new Flash games. Uh, you guys made Drop Cannon. How was that? Was that a was that super fun, or are you just mad you wasted your time on it? Damn, <laughs> I like I like I had fun. I yeah, I think it was I think it was fun to have like a like a small project with an ending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, satisfying. Not like working on the same game for ten plus yeah. years. And it was it was cool. Uh, it was cool making like a new web game and something that ran on mobile, since none of my, none of my old games were made that way. Right. But, you can play Pico School on mobile if you. Really well, yeah, that just that's like a happy accident that that works on mobile. <laughs> you didn't you didn't intend that back in fucking nineteen ninety nah, whatever. No? Wasn't wasn't thinking about the iPhone. <laughs> so um, yeah, so working on a small game. Um, I, I made a mistake and didn't do that. I, um, I mean, it's smaller, obviously it's not fucking nightmare cops by any stretch of the imagination, but yeah, I had a different experience. I, I, I was ready to shoot myself by the end of this jam. Um, but I'm glad you, yeah, I'm glad you extended the fucking deadline. Cause there's no way I would have, I, I made a damn level editor. That was my first mistake. <laughs> it's kind of weird to think if we had ended the jam in January, I don't know if it would have had many entries. We really no. gained a ton and it keeps making me wonder, like, I'm so happy with how it turned out and how many, like, awesome games there were. But then it makes me wonder if, like, even more people had known about it, like, how many Flash games could exist right now. So it makes me want to do another one. Oh, God. I, I might have to sit down. Well, if I, if I joined the next one, I definitely wouldn't do a big game. It'd be like, um, like a fucking dress-up game or a whack-a-mole or something. Yeah, I don't know. I'll do whatever Tom does. I'll do, I'll do whatever he says and I'll bring my enthusiasm. Yeah. yeah. We'll try to finish Nightmare <laughs> Cops first. Yes, no no more flash games until Night, Nightmare Cops is done. That's that's the law. How's that how's that coming along? Is there any teasers for everybody before we get into the flash jam shit? 
Um, it's, it's going well right now. It's uh, yeah, like since ever since wrapping up Drop Cannon, we've been doing doing well with uh Nightmare Cop stuff. But uh, no, no, no teasers. We'll save those. Yeah, cranking away though. Release dates in what three months, right? Something like that. You know, yeah. you know, Josh, just stop trying to make everyone feel bad, Josh. Just you know, <laughs> go go drink or something. Get out of here. Uh, so no, I, got, I got plans for that. Don't worry about that. So one uh, another fun fact about the Flash Jam is it started when Ju- Dungeon Nation, one of its Dungeon Nation or Dungeon Nation, uh, made a donation for like the initial prize money, and uh, it's a yeah. good reminder. It's a good reminder. That's how the Pet Jam started too. It was a uh, an anonymous user of the site at the start of COVID uh, just donated some money and said, "I just want this to go towards a jam that makes people laugh." So. It's those little those little things end up having uh, big big results. Oh no, let's get him on here. Dungeon Nation, you are live. How are you doing? Dungeon Nation. Oh come on. There okay, we go. Okay, there we go. I have to push to talk on. There we go. Um hello. I'm doing So uh, that's great. Uh, what made you want to kick off a jam where people made flash games in frickin' 2021. Well, first of all, Ruffle, of course, because that was I was like, oh my god, this is awesome. But also because we started I started to see the the, the tweets come in like, oh no, Newgrounds is gonna die in like uh 2021 or whatever. And I was like, you know, I, I was like, I, should, I wanted because Ruffle is like already able to do like some old flash stuff like action script two stuff so i was like i remember i took a shower and i was like you know i'm just gonna do it i'm just gonna throw money at the wall and get this started because i'm like and then like bounce back and forth with tom and then it happened and honestly uh i was very uh i couldn't have asked for a better outcome like there's so much cool stuff to see uh uh just from the I am glad that the deadline was extended too, because uh, I, those two months were uh, were perfect, <laughs> perfect. Couldn't have asked for better time frame too. Right, right. You've worked in um, Flash a few times before uh, everything died, um, so I, I imagine there probably wasn't like too big of a jarring thing going into it. Or, or have you been away from Flash for a while? I've been away f- from Flash for a little while. I remember I I. I remember it. I was like, uh, I don't even remember how old I was. I was probably like, uh, I was young. I was like 10 uh, or like 12 or something. I was like, my dad got me the Adobe Creative Suite for Christmas. And that was like my first introduction. It was CS3, I remember. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then I was like, I fiddled around with it and learned some action script from like a Four Dummies book. And that was it. Literally just, uh, I I kept sharp with how Flash worked. But, uh, yeah, it was like I'm, uh, the the knowledge on Flash happened to still be in uh, in my noggin at the time. It, it all <laughs> fell together very nicely. Uh, I was like, uh, the action script two knowledge came in came in clutch, which is good. A little bit like riding a bike, huh? A little bit. <laughs> Tom and Jeff, you guys have been working in ActionScript 2 for a while still, so it's probably not a big jarring thing to do that for you guys, was it? Uh, I don't need Yeah, we're, st- yeah. 
You'll let you tie your answer, Tom. Let <laughs> <laughs> me tell him. Yeah, we're still using Flash every day, so it was just uh, yeah, no, no big change. Yeah, like my experience, I haven't. I've used Flash mostly for like making art and assets and things like that, but I haven't actually built anything in it in forever. And I can't remember the last time I did an Action Script two game. Um, it, it was not like riding a bike. I, I got lost. I kept trying to code in JavaScript or Action Script three. I was all over the place. But yeah, it was it was it was surreal, and it was. Like a like a fling with an old uh, old flame, I guess is kind of what it felt like. If you go back and think, oh yeah, I remember this, but I also remember why we broke up. <laughs> Do you have a similar experience with that dungeonation, or were you like, nah, this is fine? It was, it was pretty. Like I only got tripped up like twice. I got stumped only like a couple of times. The documentation, believe it or not, it's really hard to find like the documentation you're looking for for <laughs> a software from a couple decades ago right apparently really hard i don't know i got someone else i want to bring into this while we're talking about this um brandy weasel he uh brandy you with us brandy hell yeah dude <laughs> so brandy you you'd never actually used flash to build the game before is that correct uh no i'm not a stupid person <laughs> would, would you say uh using flash made you stupid because well it made me realize why tom likes it so much like i went to the office one time and i saw him like boot up an xbox game like he was working on nightmare cups he booted it up from flash to an xbox and i was like that's wizard magic and then i actually like played around with it and i went no no for sure it's wizard magic that's it's hard yeah yeah that part's definitely wizard magic um yeah, so we were just talking about like trying to find the documentation and stuff. So somebody who had never worked in Flash before to make a game, how was how was it trying to learn how to do everything and, and find what you needed? Like, were you refining that it was easy to find stuff, or were you getting lost? Or well, most of the time I'd reach out to you, and the answer would usually be like, maybe Tom knows, but more likely that should be working, <laughs> but it doesn't. And that's especially true because I was working on a rhythm game. My game's a little bit of a parody of Friday Night Funkin', and so I, I already knew most of the like the code base and what I needed to get done because I know how the game actually works. But the problem is, even though it was developed in Hexflixel, which is based on ActionScript two, uh, there was so much stuff missing between that jump that ActionScript two is like I had to relearn how to make it from scratch because uh, a lot of the things that make uh, Friday Night Funkin' work in the first place just are non-existent in AS2 at all. And so it's like mostly like guesstimations and like just a staggering amount of ifs. If frame 34, do this. I'm just like, it kind of works. <laughs> yeah, you, you, uh, I feel like you kind of overcomplicated, like just from helping you out, you kind of overcomplicated things. Um, but it's weird because I'm looking at it from somebody who uses Flash and you're looking at it as somebody who, you know, mostly goes like raw code and, and not a Flash type IDE. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but yeah, I mean, I, I can see why it would be really confusing to wrap your head around it because I'm used to kind of working the same, the same, the newer ways as well. And jumping back was, it hurt my brain a little bit, but it was still fun. Um, Dungeonation, like when you were looking at documents, did you go down any like fun rabbit holes with like really old sites and just kind of like reliving some learning some flash stack, back in the day? Some Stack Overflow and. Uh, some of like Adobe's old PDFs. Yeah, if I had to, 
Uh, I didn't like looking through those because it's just a wall of text, and I'm like, ah, just tell me what I need. Uh, Did you end up on a flash yeah. kit at all? Oh yeah, I didn't believe it or not. <laughs> I, I might have. I don't remember. There's there's a lot of good old stuff on there. Like flash kit is is a weird one too. Like you search and you get on there and you'll kind of find what you need. But then there's like there's chunks of the site that are missing randomly. I don't know if you guys ran into that at all. You know, there was a lot of sites. Josh, there was this one site that I found really weirdly helpful. Uh, It was actually uh, newgrounds.com. The amount of forum pages that actually had the answers to my question, astounding. Between that and like this one website called like O'Reilly.com, had a bunch of like library shit. Easily the two most helpful. Uh, Newgrounds forums helped me like once, but I just looked it up. I I also did stumble upon Flashkit once, only once. Man, Flashkit was the shit back in the day. Like, you—that's where a lot of us learned. Like, you—you you would find like a whole source engine, grab it, and just basically change some graphics, figure out how it worked, and. I don't know how many Pong games people made, but like that was a big one on there. That was one of my first ones. But yeah, that site was so helpful back in the day, but going back to it was surreal. Tom, Tom, how many old sites did you have to look at to work on your game? You know, it's funny because I do think there was one thing I had to look up, but I can't remember what it was. Oh. <laughs> but um, yeah, for the most part, I didn't though. Yeah, fucking Flash Pro still. I think the the one thing that tripped me up is I forgot about how it handles depth and I forgot about how it handles sound. And I remember Mike saying that stop all sounds and things like that might not work. So I, I used the old the actual sound object, no timeline sounds or any of that. That that was oh, tough. Geez. Yeah, it and was remembering sound- how to do that. It was sounds in Flash, you have to if you want to be able to control a sound independent of other sounds, you basically have to have a dedicated movie clip that contains yeah. the sound. Yeah, it would have been great to know. Yeah. And, and I didn't know that until Brandy asked for help on that. Brandy asked for help Ruffle, on that. I had no Ruffle idea and, and he looked it up. <laughs> Ruffle didn't have support for the volume stuff and everything until like close to the end of the jam. So that was kind of like a cool last minute update to make a lot more Which stuff. Worked out, yeah. Because Brandy's game used that big time. Yeah. Another yep. one is uh, the, the depth in Flash. So if you set two things to the same depth value, it will erase one of them. Yep. So if you have like characters that are on the same line together, you basically need to have like a range. Like every character on that line has to be able to have a depth within a range of however many characters might end up on that line. So like if 100 characters can up on that line and they need depths of like 101, 102, 103... And then that's just for like one pixel. And then eventually you hit a limit where Flash has like a, a depth limit. And it, it sucks. <laughs> you run into that a lot, do you? Yeah, I do sometimes. Ugh. I didn't know about the stop all sounds thing, like just barely getting into Ruffle before the end of the jam. Because my game used that extensively. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's so let's talk about know. your game a little bit. Um, you did uh, Randy Loves Science. Um he loves it and he learns it and he teaches it. Yes. And he teaches it. Yes. Um, that was like a, it was a neat concept though. Like you did like a, it's like an old Windows three point one fucking like edgy game macromedia director game. Yeah. yeah. The vibe was like it is so nostalgic for me. Like, what, what were you basing that on? Anything in particular? I'd always wanted to make a game in that style where you were like immersed in an old operating system or even like 
a game from that era. Like I picked Macromedia Director because it was easy to emulate in Flash, uh, and Windows was easy to emulate just from looking at screenshots and like messing around with them. But uh, I just liked games from that era because they were like the frame rate was weird. They moved things tweened around weird, and they. and the button sounds and the the buttons, just the things you can make in Director, even though I didn't, like, grow up on Macromedia Director. But games like Total Distortion uh, were, an insp- were an influence on it because that was also made in Macromedia Director. And uh, I think I sampled a couple of sounds from Total, Distor- Total Distortion. I think I, I said that. I made a dev commentary. I said that uh, that I sampled a few sounds from Total Distortion because... Total Distortion is awesome. Uh, enough gushing about that, though. The the <laughs> the uh, that the I think it came out really the the vibe came out well, which is what I'm proud of. The game the game is fun. It, I I went for more of the interactive kind of vi- like kind of gameplay like old Flash games anyway, because a lot of old kids educational games were were like that, where it was just you just clicked around and stuff. Yeah. So. I didn't focus too much on it being like a game game, but uh, it came out the so I'm not I wasn't like totally focused on that. The I was mostly focused on the vibe, and the vibe came out awesome. So I'm I'm happy with how that came out. Nice. Were you like a when you growing up? Were you like a cool math games kid? <laughs> I was not a cool math games kid. I was a <laughs> I was a Newgrounds kid. Uh, I I policed myself as a six year old. Uh, I only picked like e for everyone submissions just watching old <laughs> mario flash it's freaking mario and the mario game over i forget what it's called stuff like that the thwomps just self-policing myself so newgrounds babysat me at the computer when i was six so that's kind of kind of cool anecdote to to my life that's a good parenting tip Coming. i mean I, I don't know about tom but like that's that my kids are just sitting in front of newgrounds all day that's from the crib from the crib yeah, I've managed to keep them away. <laughs> what, 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 what do you think your kids are going to be like when they find out what's all on the site that you own? Because there... they see, they know that a lot of stuff comes from it, and they know that there's like stuff on there that they shouldn't see yet. But, um, <laughs> but it, there's weird stuff that happens, like you know, like Among Us has like ties into Newgrounds, and like they're, they're you know everyone's into Among Us right now. Yeah, and then yeah, like my one son's playing Binding of Isaac. And that that has you know ties with Edmund, and then and then he was watching a Friday Night Funkin' video on YouTube, and then in the intro it had the picture of me with the turtleneck <laughs> on my, my IMDb photo. Shit. So it's like yeah, there's all these weird things that keep like leaking into the larger video game stuff. Jeff, how do your kids like Newgrounds? My uh, well, another in another universe they love it i guess <laughs> i just imagine jeff raising children on new grants my 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 kids went in the the dumpster outside sorry <laughs> oh shit all right we got um some other people in the group here i'm gonna bring in uh thanks for chatting with us dungeon nation and brandy no uh, problem we we might bring you back on a bit later we'll see how this goes how standing by stand by all right Whoever's editing this can cut out all this dead air later. I've got to manually unmute individual people. Um, 
I'm gonna bring out a slightly bigger group this time because we got a bunch of like uh, veterans. Uh, I'm gonna bring on Buttsbo, Dsun, Kupo Games, and Pesto Force. Uh, how you doing, Buttsbo? Hey. Hello. Hello. So, um, you got one of the most uh, popular games in the jam so far. Uh, really fun interactive movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, have you been working on Interactive Flash a lot recently, or is that kind of a jump back for you too? Uh, it's, it's a curious story because I I have been using Flash for animation for like uh, as long as I've been making stuff to load on Newgrounds. Right. But, uh, interactive stuff in particular, I've barely done anything. I I, I remember trying to make the basic uh, dress up games or or just copying a tutorial game and doing it, but I didn't find that kind of thing like Newgrounds worthy as some call it. So I I stepped back from making games in Flash and actually made a lot of games in Construct. So this is actually the the most elaborated game to in Flash I've made to to say it in some way. Nah, you were just saving it for this jam. That's all it was, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dsun, how are you doing? It's uh, good to have you on the show from down under. It's pretty early in the morning there for you, I imagine. Oh, it's about midday, um, 11, 11.30. Oh, okay. Yeah, but thanks for having me on. I've, I've always listened to this, the, um, the podcast. Um, uh, oh, I'm another sorry. Crickets I'm... And, and <laughs> no, it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic podcast. Um, and Grounds Patrol as well. Um, and now, of course, uh, you Grounds Podcast. So it's awesome to be on. Thank you. You actually took part in uh, two Flash Jam submissions, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's right. And so... Um, my programmer buddy Scuba Steve, who made uh, Throw Rocks at Shit, he's not here today, so I'll, I'll be representing him. Yeah, we'll, we'll um, ask you all the programming questions on that game. Yeah, it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a, giant, it's a giant mess. It's <laughs> it's a big tire pilot piloted, but it but it works and it's pretty funny. Actually, it's probably one of my favorite games I've worked on. So um, I'm really happy that. Uh, well, that was an accidental game, so. I, I've been toying around with Ruffle um, probably six months ago. Oh, really? Uh, and yeah, yeah. Well, I, I listened to the Ruffle podcast um, with the developer. I can't remember his name. Is it Mike? Yeah, Mike. It might be Mike. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I started using it and I whipped out, you know, I was thinking, oh, wow, um, Action Script 2, which version of Flash do I need to roll back to? How far? So I went all the way back to all the way back to CS6. Nice. And then I started toying around, and I was like, just kind of blown away by how good it actually is. And then, but it also made me equally sad that like the Flash player itself, um, you know, didn't keep up the way that it could have. Right. Yeah, and they just so kind of dropped so the ball. Fast at rendering graphics. Are oh, they complete? Dropped the ball. They kicked it down the hill. They, um, yeah, it wasn't. It's not good, but yeah, it's so powerful, Ruffle. So um, I knew I wanted to make something. Um, and so I, I, I guess I had a little bit of practice with Action Script Two. I mean, I used to do a lot of Action Script Two stuff, but um, you know, it's been quite a long time. But did I did you, get um, to practice with it six months ago. Yeah, your um, other game based on uh, Armed with Wings. Did you? Um, yeah. Get a get a reuse any of your old flash code for that, or did you build that from the ground up? Then I built that from the ground up. Oh, nice! 
I mean, it would have been too difficult to to get all that action script free class based stuff and then try and retrofit it in. Yeah, and the yeah. good thing about Flash is that you can just start from the beginning. It doesn't take long before you've got things moving around and working. Nope, pretty pretty simple to get started. Challenging to get finished. Uh, that's what I find. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, because things get messy quickly. And then, you know, you're clicking around this huge project in and out of different movie clips and, you know, libraries and scenes. And where where did I put the code? Is it on the clip? Is it in a frame? Is it in a nested? Yeah, it's it can be wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely cool, though, to see you come up, come back and do, like, two submissions. Like, I've always been a fan of your work. And just, oh, thank just you. See, so see excited. you come back. It might, I wanted to do something for December, um, but, you know, life's busy. And so I thought, oh, I'm probably not going to have time. And, I, you know, it's kind of sad. But then when I saw the jam was announced, I had to jump on it. I thought, this is it. This is, this is the opportunity to make something. Yep. And so I started working on Ash Belt. And then my friend Steve, um, yeah, the Fro Rocks at Ship program, he was like, oh, let's, let's, um, let's, let's redo Zombie Mayhem. It's a 2008 Flash game that we made together. And I thought, well, I'm already working on something. You do it. And he's like, all right. So he started, <laughs> he, started, he started programming it. And I thought, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to do the art. He doesn't know any artists. So I'm going to have to do the art. Um, <laughs> I thought, shit, shit. We've got the deadlines the end of January. We're finished. That's it. Nothing. We're not going to be able to get anything done. And then, of course, uh, we're, we're having a stressed cigarette outside. I'm just trying to think what to do. And I'm looking at, you know, Newgrounds and... Uh, deadline had been extended to February, and I'm like, "What did I read this properly?" Yeah, I know it's everybody February, was so it was happy February the whole happened. time. <laughs> so happy, so, I think, so I think, happy. I think, think the only person who might not have been super happy that happened. I mean, I, I don't think he cared, but uh, Pesto Force, Nick, how you doing, buddy? Good. What's up, guys? So you you had your game done uh, well before the original deadline, unlike everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I can stick to a deadline, unlike uh, other people I know. Uh, anyway yeah i I didn't i i just wanted to see the a good turnout so i was i was fine with extending the deadline and it gave my game a chance to soak in and you know get some front page action on its own (laughs) yeah that uh, was a neat uh, little text adventure too with a little couple little twists in there it was a i like how you actually built a keyboard too so mobile players could play it yeah i i thought like uh, tom was saying earlier to try to take advantage of the mobile platform with the flash game was like, you know, giving a big middle finger to Steve jobs and, uh, you know, hearing that it runs on iOS and <laughs> that flash right? is actually on iOS is like so cool. Um, but yeah, it, my, my game, like, I think it may have been a disappointment to a lot of people because most of it's very, not in my typical game style. Um, but I, I wanted to do something experimental with it. Oh, well. I really liked how it had like a whole secret side of it that you uh, could discover and explore. Yeah, that was. I, I don't know how many people actually discovered <laughs> that because the barrier to entry to actually find that out was like very well hidden behind maybe a too obscure puzzle in, in there. But, uh, I was hoping it was going to be, you know, like Frog Fractions or um, these games that uh, on the surface appear to be one thing, but are actually way different behind the scenes. Um, and I'm, I don't know if, if people actually, you know, if very many people actually got into it and discovered the, the um, text adventure creation engine that's kind of uh, surfaced uh, once you beat the game. 
Well, now, now that it's out there, I think everybody, uh, I think we expect everybody to do that. Yeah. All of y'all. We got, we got a big audience. Every one of you get in there and find it. And I also thought I was going to be the only one that had like a, a user created submission system uh, as part of the thing. And then Goldfish had to come out with his. Uh, uh, that system is so upgrade. janky though. Like, did you have, did you want to like just delete it like as many times as I did? <laughs> um, I, I didn't actually use your, the Newgrounds API for it. I, uh, I set up my own server. Oh, okay. Yeah. I used the old flash API one. Um, yeah. And I didn't want to mess with it. It, it was, I, yeah, it was not fun to get working. And I was kind of curious, like what was possible with Ruffle to do there um, as far as interactions with uh, an external database. And uh, it's actually, you know, worked great. I was, that's, that was a pleasant surprise um, to discover that Ruffle could do that. No problem. Right. Um, so when you were working on it, you've been doing mostly like game maker stuff recently, correct? Yeah, um, I've been working on a, uh, an update, a new version of Castle Crashing the Beard, um, HD remastered <laughs> with uh, Lewis and uh, Pyragmus. Uh, Pyragmus is doing the music and Lewis is doing the art. And um, yeah, we used Castle Crashing the Beard because it's kind of small in scope as a way to feel out Game Maker. And uh, of course, as with most projects, it's just kind of a ballooned in scope. And so it's <laughs> ended up. It's ended up taking a lot longer than we originally intended for Much a game to remake, huh? <laughs> yeah, for a game that we originally made in like two weeks, we've been working on it on and off, you know, in our spare time for like over two years now. So nice. that's like really close to being done, though. And Tom knows because he just recorded a bunch of voice clips for it. So Ooh. I've got to go through fresh, those. And, fresh us, us, and us. Yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> really nailed saying, "Ouch, my beard." Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I've got to go through all of Tom's voice clips and uh, and edit them and amplify them and put reverb on them and uh, put them into the game. That's like the last step, but it's like intimidating to do because it's like the thing that people really want to play this game for, <laughs> right? And so, <laughs> and so I don't want to screw it up. But so, so how was <laughs> so, going from working on that stuff, jumping back to like old action script too? Was that like a comfortable jump or a little jarring? Oh, oh it was like a fresh drink of water. Um, I just love flash so much if i could for the rest of my life just make stuff in flash i would uh it's just so easy um <laughs> to just you know take animations and time stuff perfectly to those animations like doing even sound effects in game maker like having to do it based on frame counts and and things like that to get the the sounds to play at the right time and yeah that's just, one thing i did love working on my game too like you can put code on keyframes and things and things happen when you want them to happen and you can slide it up and down. Like you don't have to mess with too much. Yeah. It's, and you know, like game maker, I have to wait for it to recompile to, especially oh, with yeah. sounds like recompile and test and play through it. And all the sounds are in the wrong place. So they're off by like three frames and <laughs> you're like, Oh, maybe I'll just leave it, but no, then it'll bother me. And <laughs> so, it's just a it's a struggle, and yeah, really, just going back to Flash. I mean, it was it felt so right. <laughs> I guess because I I grew up on uh, on Flash, but uh, yeah. yeah, I miss it. And and honestly, I want to do more stuff in Flash now because of Ruffle. Like like I want to be able to scratch that, you know, make a game in a couple weeks itch and get it out there and for people to play and test ideas on you know that rapid prototype typing. 
kind of vibe. Yeah, it's a nice thing that that's able to stay alive, I guess. Um, but you made a pretty good segue. Uh, the people that like to work on uh, Flash forever, and and we have one of those people here, uh, Matt Koopal Games. How are you doing? Me. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> it's going good, going good. Uh, you did um, a Flash Jam game, very polished. I gotta say, it was really yeah, really fun. To yeah, play that's the thing. Uh, I, I kind of regret spending so much time polishing it instead of adding more exciting new features because there's a lot of stuff <laughs> missing from that game, like uh, like different weapons and stuff that I, I would have liked to add. But instead, I spent my time making sure all the levels were of a reasonable difficulty and stuff like that. And I also spent a lot of time kind of making the interface look nice because that was really easy to do in Ruffle. I kind of liked how well like bitmaps performed when they were tweened around the screen and everything. So I spent a lot of time just making the interface really animated when a lot of people probably don't care about that too much, but I thought it was fun. <laughs> yeah, little details. I mean, a lot of people might not know exactly what they are, but you, you can feel the difference. You really can. That's the power of Flash is uh, menus, right? <laughs> yeah, it really is. I mean, how many AAA games used it to make their freaking UI and stuff? Like, it's Yeah, for sure. <laughs> One of those things. I um, just wanted to, to say real quick, I'm a huge Buttsbo fan, D-Sun fan, Kupo Games fan. I'm uh, honored to be with you guys. That's so cool. Like, likewise, I feel exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, you guys are it's an awesome group for sure. I'm glad all of you guys were able to be in this jam. Like Just seeing so many people who have been doing Flash for so long come back and just you know show that love that they have for it. Um, that's what I wanted to do too. Um, I'll talk more about my game later. I got to Bill Primo here. We're going to talk about what we went through, but um, just talk about a little bit. Um, I don't know who wants to go first, but just talk about like, like how much flash meant to where you are today. Um, and just how being able to come back to it again, like how, how does that feel? Uh, maybe start with Buttsville, I guess you've been sitting quiet for a while. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a big question because it's, I mean, I guess for all of us here, it's obvious that Newgrounds has a big impact on on everything we have done for the web in general. And, and Newgrounds is is so usually tied with Flash, so it's it's kind of the part of the same experience in some way. And yeah, to, to me, it's it's really important because it's it's when when I first started watching, I don't know, uh, bright animations in whatever side, and I eventually realized that was just made by a kid with Flash. That's that just opens the gate to everything else. And, and of course, you find other things, original animations, games. So it's part of what, I guess, it sparked me to be, to start working in, in digital, digital animation, digital art in general. So it, I think it's how important, I guess, it's, it's, yeah, it's actually huge, I guess. It's, along with Newgrounds, it's part of, of what pushed me in, in the direction of making animation in general. Right. Um, D-Sun, you got more to the game side of it. How did Flash, like, you know, push you into that? And, like, how how do you think it, like, elevated where you are today? Oh, it's, it's kind of everything. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm using it right now. I'm just, like, punching away drawings into Flash. Uh, I haven't stopped using it since 2007, 2004. So, um, I mean, I don't know really what else to say, but, like... I don't know who I would be if it wasn't for Newgrounds and, and Flash animation. I'd, I'd be some kind of, I don't know, sketchbook. Not even, I don't know. 
customer service manager. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I actually, I don't know. I, I probably would have, I mean, I always wanted to, to get into animation. Um, and then that later uh, sort of turned into game development. So now I kind of hold, you know, one foot in each of those ponds. Um, right now I'm working on a, on a, on a kid's cartoon in Australia. Um, that's my first studio job as an animator. Um, and then prior to that, I've, I've done basically like flash game development for over 10 years at least. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's great that it's, that ruffles, you know, gives a, gives browser games kind of another, another shot, I suppose. Um, I mean, but there are other, I mean, there are other solutions, but it's, 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 it's the beauty of working in flash that, you know, it really makes me, really makes me happy when things just work and they make, make sense. And I suppose that's also just a result of using it for, um, you know, for years and it being my main driver, but that's, that's what I'm most grateful for that. I, I get to stay in flash. I can keep using action script and, um, and yeah, let's have a good life essentially. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, Matt, you, I, we've talked about this last time you were on the show um, extensively, but like in particular, like you, you're, you're one of those guys that never, you refuse to give up on flash. Um, so like, what, what do you think? Like what does ruffle mean to you just being able to just keep going and carry forward? Yeah, right. So I, I started using Flash when I was like 14. So that was like 17 years ago now. And I've never really had a serious try at any other game engine because I haven't felt the need to. Like the way Flash handles animations and like the other people said earlier, like syncing them with sound effects, I thought that was really important. And I think moving that to any new engine would be really difficult. And yeah. even though I, I could see like browser games were dying because... I was still releasing games regularly and I could see they were getting less and less views and like Congregate, which sponsored most of my games were kind of less and less uh, enthusiastic about sponsoring them. But they gave me pretty good deals, even like towards the end, because like they've been working with me for a while. So I still got some good sponsorships out of it, but like I knew I couldn't do it forever. So I figured like Binding of Isaac is on Steam and that's a Flash game. VVVVVV is also a Flash game and that's on Steam. So I started looking at that and hey, Greenlight happened at about the same time and they started letting more indie games on Steam. So I figured, hey, I don't have to learn any new game engines to keep making cool games. I can just make them for like desktop computers instead of browsers if Flash isn't going to work in browsers anymore. And that's pretty much what I did. And now I'm kind of excited to see that it's starting to work in browsers again, funnily enough. And uh, it's actually, with Ruffle, I'm excited because it's fixing some of the problems that Flash Player has had for a long time, which is mainly that the graphics, the vector graphics were never hardware accelerated on desktops. They are on mobile, like the vector graphics work really well on mobile, but not on desktop for some reason. So... It's like Adobe did a kind of half-finished job on Flash Player and just abandoned abandoned it when they realized they didn't know how to make money from it anymore. So I hope kind of Ruffle fills in all the features that Flash Player should have had like five years ago and never did. Yeah. Um, Nick, you, you've kind of gone off a different career paths. Um, how has Flash kind of shaped, you know, where you're at now? Like, I know you do a lot of game stuff 
uh, Super Chibi Night and all that. That, that was kind of Flash based, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, but, it was a, a new year. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, how has that kind of driven you, though, like in, in other aspects of your life? Like, is, have you, you know, just kind of taken that Flash experience and applied it to other things? Uh, for me, um, I always, growing up, considered myself an artist. Like, I still do a lot of art nowadays, but um, it, it actually started like the, with a Flash like program, uh, program in high school called uh, HyperCard, which was. Uh, on the Mac, it was like Flash. You had different cards that represented frames, and you could do simple scripting on it. You could tell it to go to and play or go to and stop different cards in this stack of cards. And it start, I started out doing animations there, and then I had a friend who was in a computer science class that was making a game with HyperCard, and I like stayed after school and learned to make uh, like a point-and-click adventure using HyperCard. And then when Flash came around, it was like the next level of HyperCard where I, I just had like a a wild west open frontier of possibility and like most i think most of the people here um started out making animations and then learned that oh you can have a little bit of interaction with these animations with mouse events and then oh i want to do a little bit more and now i can like do stuff with keys and then just built 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 up knowledge of uh of programming um through that and really for me that's the biggest thing is it opened up like in my mind, this idea that maybe I could be more technical, that I could be a programmer, that math wasn't as scary as I thought. Um, math actually started making sense. Um, so it helped me transition from being more art-only oriented to being open to programming stuff and you know, just continuing to push myself and set the bar higher and higher and higher with each project until it was like, hey, man, I can do... Uh, you know, the same stuff that guys that have jobs that are making websites and, you know, doing that kind of thing. I can do the same things now because I learned how to do this in an ECMAScript-like language called ActionScript 2. And, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, it's just built up, you know, piece by piece, line by line. Um, I, I now have a career as a software engineer. I'm working out in uh, the Bay Area for a, a tech company and, you know, uh, it got me into PHP just so that I could, you know, interact with my flash files and a server. It got me into all kinds of different stuff. Um, and, and the, a big part of it also that, that I think goes hand in hand with flash, like the flash scene in general was just the community of people. Um, I know I've had projects where psycho, you know, goldfish has helped me, um, where Mike has saved my bacon, um, just various stuff for like real world things where uh, I didn't know how to do it show them my code they're like oh yeah you idiot you know you misspelled something or <laughs> whatever um, <laughs> and uh and help me figure stuff out and so it's just it's given me like a career you know uh, now um my interest in doing uh creative stuff has built up knowledge and flash was the vehicle that was kind of the the passageway through to to having that career yeah i, I kind of want to talk about that myself a little bit but um before we get into that uh, tom um, do you, what do you think like the future for Ruffles going to be beyond just you know preserving what's on the website? Like, you, do you see that kind of taking over? Uh, like, you guys use a compiler now for uh, Nightmare Cops, same thing you used for Alien Hominid, Castle Crashers. Uh, you could put Flash on the consoles. Do you see Ruffle kind of filling that space and maybe opening that up to other people? 
I think that would be really cool to see. And with Ruffle being open source, like anyone could come aboard and start doing that and just making it work on different platforms. So that's like an exciting potential. I'm also excited for how it can evolve Flash with uh, things like uh, gamepad support or touchscreen control overlays on mobile or even putting like controls underneath the Flash on mobile if you're playing vertically. Uh, so that's stuff that's it's further down the road, but as everything else gets done, it's more likely that people will tackle projects like those. So it's not just going to, you know, take Flash and make it work like it did. It's going to, like, fill in some missing features that it never had and give it a future, then, basically. Yeah. And then it's it'll be interesting to see. I think there's always going to be Flash hobbyists um, who make, you know, still make games. But it'll be interesting to see if there are, like, newcomers. Um, like, Mike always sends me these demo scene videos of people making things on old Amigas and Commodore 64s. So it makes you realize that, you know, 30 years from now, there's still going to be people that just make Flash for fun. (laughs) It'll just be a question of, like, how many. Yeah, yeah, it might be a niche thing, but, I mean, if if it works, it works. Why not? Yeah, Yeah, I got to mention that those are the features I'm really excited about personally because I don't know if browser gaming will become popular again or not, but I know gaming on mobile phones and on steam is really popular right now so if flash becomes a viable technology to use there that would be really exciting yeah definitely that's um that's kind of what i'm looking at too is like i don't i don't know if that if i'll ever go back to flash myself but i mean it, it, it's a cool way for people if that's the only way they've developed or if that's what they're comfortable developing in if, if it gives them another tool i'm all for it I just any questions really for these guys to work in, work in Flash. It is fun. It's so much fun. Um, and dicking around with with hacks, which is kind of like you know, uh, you know, Flash's sister, I suppose. It's and that's that's a lot of fun as well. Um, but if we can, if I, I feel like I would have, I'd be right there if I could see Flash coming back in a way. Like I mean, Ruffle, you could theoretically you could comp- compile your game. Um, in Ruffle and then put it on Steam and then you have like, you know, the full power of the desktop using Flash, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. I know um, Mike has talked about at some point wanting to make like a Flash like tool. I wonder if he'd make one that's powered by Ruffle or if he'd just start over. Just kind of a similar experience, but it, I can imagine somebody making tools just to make new games in Ruffle. That'd be insane. It would be cool to have a like a free open source program that's like flash like the big thing about flash that no other platform really matches is the fact that the artist and the programmer are in the same space together and i feel like that's, you just lose that everywhere else when they're yeah, not. You do lose it the unity yeah. animator is is it's you know it's powerful but it, it's really annoying to work in you just lose so much using other programs like Spine to, to create your animations. It's, it's all very cool, but it, you know, there's some, every time I come back to Flash and just having your timeline there, having your code there, it's so fast. Really, really fast. Yeah. I think I it is more for... I have to agree because the, another cool thing is that it's, it's super flexible. Everything you have a button and you link it with when it appears on the timeline. I'm talking about my my submission, which is, is super simple, but still it, I use a lot of the super simple features of Flash, just adding a button and, and everything was super linked with the art. So it was extremely easy to put together. And the other thing that's also cool in Flash is that, I, I don't know if, if, if it's if we all agree on this, but 
editing sounds in just adding a sound in the timeline and and controlling it in through the code it's feels super intuitive and you're just you're just putting it everything together in just one place so it's it's really organic when you just have just this software to, to make everything i i would also add that something that flash adds is like more ways to skin a cat so like if if it makes sense for you to have an animation where your hitbox is animated on the timeline over fr certain frames like then you can do that you can just animate the hitbox moving like program you don't have to do it programmatically and you know the the ability to kind of approach things pr approach problems from different angles because of the integration of the the visual and the 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 code environment lets you solve problems in in new ways or different ways or ways that make more sense to you and make it easier to maintain your project or whatever. Yeah. Like uh, robot rumble. I used, um, I made like what I called magic movie clips. And so inside, you know, you have your sprite and you have every state. Um, so like when he would attack, um, I basically just had a box that I would draw where I wanted the fist to, to cause damage. Right. Yep. And then I also had like a little, it was like a little foot with an arrow and I could rotate it. I could stretch it and that would make him slide or jump or whatever. Like I, it wasn't, there was no programming other than to initially make those work. And then in every attack I put in that game, all I had to do was like change these boxes, aim this arrow, whatever. And suddenly it's, I'm programming all these moves just with these, this visual stuff. And that's one of the cool things I think Flash can let you do is you, you can do things so visually. I'm a very visual guy, even though I'm a programmer by trade. So like I built this just so I could watch and get an idea. Like th this box is going to do this. This arrow is going to make him do this. Um, this one will tell you, tell the enemy when he hits that he needs to go flying in that direction. Um, I've never worked in anything else that can do that to the point where, like, like I said, I probably won't go back to Flash, but... <laughs> I will always use Flash as kind of a secondary tool for like level editing or for animation assistance. So like if I were to make this game in something else, I would use Flash for the characters. I would use the exact same tricks and just like I would run my animations and export whatever my actual code base thing needs to use. But I would build it all in Flash like that. And it, so like even if you're not using Flash as your game engine, like there's so many freaking cool things it can do. It's still useful. It's always going to be useful, I think. Definitely. Yeah, I think even like the VCAM from back in the day, like that was so cool. Uh, it had a ton of coding coding baked into this thing that you could drag around the screen and treat, you know, as if it was a real camera that made a lot of sense to um, animators, um, even though it had a bunch of, you know, uh, esoteric, hard to understand code that was behind it. Yeah, and VCAM works great does it really the v, the vcam i i believe he got the action script 2 vcam working pretty well did he not tom um yeah like what just in general yeah yeah for pixel puncher i actually made a parallax vcam and i wish i wish i had like gotten that out there more it was kind of late in the game but uh we could basically give your layers different names and then the parallax vcam would like move them all separately but uh, that, anyway, that's what that's wild. It's yeah. actually wild. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what version of Flash did you guys use for the Flash Jam? Like I I worked with Mind Chamber and we're like, OK, we're two old school guys. We're an old school team who hasn't done a game in forever. 
if we're gonna go old school, we're gonna go old school, and we freaking we decided we're gonna use Flash Eight of all versions. Um, that that it was kind of rough because I didn't I don't remember how much was missing from Flash Eight, but um, I know a couple. Of you said you went use like CS three, CS six. Anybody go any older than that? I was on uh, five point five. Really? Yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's that's old school. Um, I used CS6, and I think that was a very bad idea. That's a really bad version. <laughs> I think CS4 is like basically the same features, but it just runs much better. CS6 is just so laggy for who knows why. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree. I also use CS6, and it has some some strange glitches I I don't recognize from other versions. So yeah, I also use that one. And the funny thing, I, I don't know if if, if if it's a common thing, but there the difference between features from I don't know Flash Eight to CS Six is is not as much of a difference, I, I think. So I, I guess I could have just done it in in Flash Eight. Yeah, I agree. Things. Yeah, most of the differences are just kind of like what was available in the code set and stuff like that. And the problem I had was like the error reporting and stuff is just garbage and flashy. <laughs> I, I yeah. was tra- chasing all over for errors. I, like that's one thing I like about other apps and other, other game development studios is if you're, if you're like doing something very code based, they do a really good job of telling you where your codes are wrong. Where flash is like, yeah, I'll compile. I'll run. Don't worry about it. And yeah, then you don't know it's broken until you break it. <laughs> especially, 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 especially stuff where it's like memory leaks and like it doesn't, it doesn't have stuff in there to force you to write good code necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Um, like it'll it will compile really bad code, and that can come back. <laughs> you run into that uh, a lot with Nightmare Cops, Tom. <laughs> um, I guess w- what I run into is stuff where I'll have things, uh, yeah, I have bugs that Flash overlooks, but then it will cause a crash on the console. Like in Flash, if you put too many things in an array, and then like what you declared it for, it won't crash Flash, but that'll crash on the console. Yeah. One thing I I also felt pretty heavily with the kind of game that I made was Flash's lack of like ECMA um, array manipulation stuff to like do mapping and array yeah. find and filter and that kind of thing that you can do with modern JavaScript. Because I, got, I was I doing, got lucky there. I found an old class and just reused it. I got so lucky there that I still had that old code. Yeah, I was basically looping over arrays and in all kinds of different ways, looking for stuff and rewriting stuff. And yeah, it was oh God. kind of messy. <laughs> <laughs> also no, no JSON uh, in, interpreter. No. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So the action script to API actually uses JSON, right? And there's a handwritten class that does it. And the way it works is it literally reads one character at a time in a loop. So you can imagine like when you get bigger, objects like how, how problematic that can be so i actually had to I, I had to write my own level schema for saving the level day even that's kind of slow like if you play my game it'll it'll lag a little bit between level loads but yeah the jason one would have just it would have died uh, i'm gonna bring bring uh, bill primo on while i'm talking about my game because uh, this dude saved my ass so so good i had to bring him on with us here uh welcome to the show bill hey so, long story short, um, my, my game was pretty ambitious to begin with, and there's a lot of animation in my game, a lot of backgrounds and stuff that need to be done. We, um, 
we started in the first month, uh, Mind Chamber and I, just kind of fleshing out what the game's going to be. And the game jam got extended. So we're like, okay, cool. We got all the time in the world. And we started adding, like, you know, we're going to add this combo. We're going to add this combo and all that. And shortly after we started working on it seriously, the East Coast just got nailed. Like, Tom, how much snow did you guys get last month, the end of last month? Yeah, we got a lot of snow. It's still, we still have some melting here, even though it's been like in the 60s this week. God. How long did it take you to get the office dug out? <laughs> the, uh, so, yeah, so I, for the past few years, I haven't needed to pay a snowplow, but things got so bad this year that I had to get a snowplow guy to come out and ended up spending over $1,000 <laughs> on snowplowing. Oh, shit. Like it's multiple from, trips? Or... Well, the snow has just kept coming. We just kept having it like multiple days. Oh. Like, Lots of snow. Yeah. So like my neighbor, he works at the post office. He's a mail carrier. And because of the snow, like all these guys, they were either like stuck at their house. They couldn't get out and deliver the mail or whatever, or they just didn't want to. They called in, whatever it is. So needless to say, the mail out there got backed up really bad. And my chamber, you know, he swore an oath to get everybody their mail. He swore it on like some ancient art, archaic text of like Cliff Clavin, something like that. Anyway, the post office owns a soul, so he has to get the mail out there, right? So here we are with like one month to develop. He's working like 12-hour days, six days a week. You know, we get down to – God, it was like the last two weeks, right, Bill? Three weeks? Yeah, it was like two weeks left. Yeah. yeah. We had um, – I, I had a lot of the programming stuff done. Uh, Mind Chamber sent me the animation he had. He, he literally had like – the the blue scribbly roughs that he does for most of the enemies and the player sprite he had most of those done he had maybe four completed animations out of the whole game four no we didn't have any redone level art we didn't have any backgrounds um and bill volunteered to help out so bill jumped on he was he was originally just going to help out with the backgrounds um which came out so good by the way <laughs> Freaking last last two weeks though, we're working on all this stuff, and we see how much animation there was, uh, to the point where we he he started working on some animations while doing the backgrounds. I started doing the animations. I had to drop the programming to do animation. I'm not a big animator, by the way, but <laughs> I helped it. Um, we had um, Bull Boy on Newgrounds. He was in the Discord that we were working on. He helped do a couple. Uh, Freaking Bitbeak popped in. I didn't even know Bitbeak. I like I, I maybe played Among Us with him once or twice on my server. Really never talked to the guy much. He's like, oh, I'll help out. He bangs out like three animations for it. Um, funny story there I'll get into in a minute. But yeah, we all we all just came together at the last minute. This is random group of people. Uh, and Bill pumped out so much art. Like all those backgrounds in our game. I don't know if anybody's played it enough to get to the top where the clock tower is and everything, but like, oh, the game's there's too so hard much detail. Play, so like, no one actually saw them, but yeah. <laughs> uh, we did make it easier, by the way. If you if you yeah, played it, and found it, if you found it really hard, you can play it again. It's a lot easier. But yeah, he banged out like like cartoon quality backgrounds, like anime quality backgrounds. Um, banged out all these animations that we needed done. Um, so between everybody we got, we spent probably a solid three days straight late nights mostly just working on animation to get it done at the last minute um the game launched pretty rough because we did we didn't have a lot of time for, we didn't have a lot of, we didn't have any time for play testing um yeah none of like the uh subtle like design stuff you want like an experience to have it's like yeah it's like, no there's none of that <laughs> it's kind of like going yeah it was rough. it was yeah. 
it was a nightmare experience at the end there. Like it felt like a, a real game crunch, but it did feel like a real game jam. Like I've done game yeah, jams did. before. Yeah. This is the first one where I've pulled all nighters and crunched. I think the last time I maybe pulled an all nighter on a game was when Tom and I did P man for the Ben Spurgeon collab. And that was like one day of over or like late night. And that wasn't even good art. That was just, <laughs> it was just getting it done. But, um, yeah, it was it was a rough experience. Um, I'm glad we did it though, because like Bill and I are now life life partners. So, <laughs> had like a good awful quiet there, Bill. Like in a long time. Hello, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I just okay. waited for the uh, yes for life partners acknowledgement. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're life- yeah we are life partners now. Um, yeah. I have a question for you guys. Um, yeah. Have you seen the uh, the new uh, trailer for the Ninja Turtles game? Oh my what, god! Oh, I did. Oh my yeah. god. I actually did. Jeff has cool. to say about it. Jeff, what do you think, dude? Uh, so I grew up on like the Ninja Turtles arcade game, the, the NES version, the, the freaking Manhattan Project, all of them on the SNES Turtles and time. Like, that is my jam, and I was always a huge Ninja Turtle fan to begin with. So seeing that they're bringing back like the old eighty style turtles in a freaking like 16 bit arcade beat em up like that is my jam and and it's the team that did scott pilgrim if i'm not mistaken so like what's not to yeah. love it's a few of them in there i think that worked on scott pilgrim it's, yeah it's, there's, a, there's a pretty big mix of random people okay who's your favorite ninja turtle everybody all at once Raphael. michelangelo April O'Neil. There you go. Best turtle. Hands down. Best turtle. In the in the video games, I'd play as Donatello because I felt like his bow staff had longer range, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the most yeah. broken one. Yeah, like Raphael, seemed, Raphael seemed useless because of the little tiny staff, but Donatello yeah. was like, yeah. But I don't think it made much difference. I think the hitboxes were pretty much the same. Donatello runs slow in the current game, judging from their trailer. Yeah, it looks like they changed. Like everyone seems unique. They all have their own run cycles now. They all have their own move sets. So it's going to be interesting. Michelangelo is super fast, and Donatello is super slow. Interesting. Mm. Well, yeah. Uh, anyway, back to my story. I was telling. Um, yeah, it's just a weird story to throw in here before I forget. Like I mentioned, Bitbeat jumped on right to help us with our game. We worked on it for th- that couple of weeks, and. Shortly after, we were just kind of talking in this Discord channel, and we were we were saying things that kind of gave hints, but like you know, it's like oh, it's really nice out today, but it's gonna be cold, whatever. And he's like, yeah, it's the exact same here. A fucking fighter jet flew over my house. I go, did you guys hear that on my microphone? And he's like, I heard it. And I go, what? Well, yeah, I'm near West Denver. We have them all the time, dude. I'm in Lakewood. It turns out we live five minutes away from each other. So like this game jam. Brought like two people who never would have met that actually live within five minutes in real life. So yeah, once once things lighten up with COVID, I think we're gonna be getting a beer. <laughs> so that's a fun. I mean, story. he's your he's your real like new life partner. I mean, to be honest, I, mean, I don't know, Bill. I I don't know if he's like, life he's partner. Closer, we're kind of long distance. I don't know. Yeah, that's what makes it work, Bill. Distance <laughs> makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> can I can I ask a question real fast? 
You can, Zinzinix. Special guest, Zinzinix, everybody. Today's episode hosted by Psycho Goldfish and Zinzinix. Yeehaw. Oh, hold your applause. Hold your applause in chat. Oh, shit. Um, will you guys ever be using Flash again? Yes. Um. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Yeah. I don't know if I'll make a game in Flash again, but I will always use it. Because I remember, I've Josh, a, yeah. when you first started working at Roguebot Rumble, you're like, I fucking hate this. There's a reason I don't use this. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like I said, I don't think I will code a game in Flash again. I will stick to that. I don't think I will. And I definitely won't go back to Flash 8. Um, we were When we were doing updates on the game, I actually brought, brought it forward into CS5 because that's one of the, my favorite versions. So, But uh, yeah, I'm never going to make a straight up big game. I might make like a point and click or something someday, but I'm never going to make an ambitious game in, in Flash again. <laughs> Well, you know, you know, Afro Ninja. So you guys could collab on a point and click. That would that would be wild. That would be actually crazy. And is, I, don't, I don't know that he needs a collaborator. <laughs> <laughs> um. So like, I don't I don't know anything about programming Flash. I might have fucked around with it when I was like twelve years old. But would, is that the general consensus? Is that CS five is the is the Flash to use? Like, is that because Flash eight is just um how do you put it is it's just not the the program to use like it's too too difficult well flash it's, like it's just older yeah i mean cs3 was, was my favorite if for some reason i can't get it to work anymore so i jumped up to cs5 but um like eight's just slightly missing a few things here and there like it's not terrible like if that's the only version you got go for it but yeah i i i really loved cs3 that was my favorite version of all time it, it like i think Mostly because of Flash Player 9. That's when, like, all the bitmap filters and things like that came out. Not that Ruffle supports that yet, but, like, back in the day, like, that was that was a game changer. Um, you could one do, like, the, palette shifts and things like that. One of the big things in, uh, in, like, 5 or 5.5 was being able to edit multiple frames at the same time. Like, you could drag a window. Um, that's handy. That, yeah. Yeah, that, that made my life so much easier. It didn't have a problem with CS6. That's the one I used, the, the latest version that supported AS2. A um, couple little IDE glitches here and there, but for the most part, it, it seems, seems okay. So is that is that where you'd recommend someone starting? If they're like, hey, you know what? Newgrounds made a bunch of Flash games. I want to try making one. So they should start with CS6 or CS3. Oh. Or there's I so use, many I different five, versions. I use 5.5. Yeah, Tony is 5.5, so that's the that's the endorsement right there. I, I guess from a, CS3 to CS6, I think standpoint? you can't go wrong. I think CS3, a lot of animators swear by that one. For, for I, I don't know why. I just I think it crashes less, maybe. Yeah, that yeah, that's be. the thing. Like, it depends what you're using it for. Like, I find um, certain versions. I don't know why, but once you get like so many pieces of vector on there, all it takes is just drawing one line with the brush tool, and Flash dies. So depending on the version, like older versions, I, I don't know what it is about them. Maybe they didn't have quite as many bells and whistles, so it didn't need as much memory or whatever it is. But yeah, sometimes those older versions, they do work better just for pure animation. Um, well, you're talking to a bunch my... of game developers, so we're, we're more, more apt to recommend stuff that was easier to game develop in. Another Pretty version cool. of Flash has its own like problems and bugs, and you just have to pick yeah. your poison. Pick whichever version you're used to, whichever one has the problems that are the least like annoying for you personally. Right. Then I just fix I a bug. The way to go one. would be to um, <laughs> to use use uh, the new one actually, Adobe Animate. Create all your art assets and animation in there, and then it's literally Control C, Control V into any uh, at least 
CS6. So that way you get the benefits of all the new updates and you know the better brushes, the better tools. The, yeah, um, I actually did that for my, my Ruffle Jam game. Uh, I did the Arsene Flash CC 15, and then I just yeah. copied and pasted it into the older versions, and it worked totally fine, no problem at all. Totally fine, 100%. That, that's the way to do it. Because animating in the old ones is actually, you know, they, they don't have keyboard shortcuts for skipping to the next keyframe, I don't think, at least. Yeah, there's um, a bunch of features yeah. you don't realize you need until you're missing them, like distribute uh, symbols to frames and stuff like that. Exactly. Convert well, I've seen to symbols, just you know, ease of life stuff. I've seen yeah. um, Phantom Arcades. One of his streams, he he animates purely in AS3. Like that's what he recommends. Is that? And yeah. I think I think he has managed a bunch of keyboard shortcuts in. I remember watching a MAGFest panel to where they were shitting on Adobe Animate because they don't like <laughs> the brush in it, you know? So it really does just come down. Oh, CS3, not AS3. Yeah. Ninja yeah. Muffin, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. It's CS3 that he that he uh, animates in. <laughs> I, I checked out the newest version of Animate, and they have, like, three different brush tools now. I don't even know which one I'm supposed to use. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's up to you guys. You guys saw all these different up uh, versions roll out and update. And me, it's like just being new to it all. I I wouldn't know which one to pick. Like, I, I feel like a, Adobe have to keep re-implementing features that they didn't do a good job with. Like that they add a new brush and people complain about it. So in the next version, they add another new brush, but they also leave in the old one. So now you have a choice of which one you want. Each one has a purpose, I've found. So I still mostly use the, the old school standard brush in Animate. For specific things where I need to do clean drawings or stable drawings, I use their new fluid brush and increase the stabilizer so that I can, you know, get, you know, stabilizing clean lines. Very, very specific tasks. Um, I use Make sure you get the version of, of Flash that does the uh, inverse kinematics um, robot or the... Uh, the bone tool oh, that was a very tool. useful feature of flash that's the weirdest oh, tool in the world that's the weirdest thing Ex explain so the weird. deco tool explain that uh what is that oh, flowers an abandoned tool click and click to fill flowers. a space with the pattern <laughs> Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Let's talk about all the things very, we hate about strange. Flash. Go. <laughs> Dude, this is only like an hour and a half show. Come on. Oh, yeah, we're already, we're already to an hour and a half. Oh. All right, well, well, I have a great example. The convert lines to fills tool. Oh, my works. God. And it would yes. be really useful if it did work. Especially if you're using it on letters and stuff. Like, four of the letters will work, and then, like, the rest are just whatever. Yeah, you can't convert anything more complicated than, like, a square. <laughs> the expand fill tool that one is the one that gives me pain yeah, yeah. same thing yep to expand like letters to have like a white outline around them that thing goes crazy all the time Jeez. what you do is you bake it all down, you, you export it as a png you bring it into photoshop <laughs> yeah well cs 5.5 you can export <laughs> as an fxg file into adobe yeah. illustrator and then you can yeah. Yeah, edited FXG, in there. Yeah. I've been doing SVG and then I bring it into Illustrator. They took out the uh, FXG stuff, um, but I, I still use it because I have an old version of Illustrator as well. But that was like the so, portable document format for a while for I see, Flash. I see. 
Seems like that's a thing. Like if you use Adobe at all, just like make sure you hold on to your old versions. Yeah. Because you're going to need them. I'm so upset that I'm giving them money. Yeah, that's same. Really <laughs> like, yeah, don't, don't the version I actually game. use, the version I use right now for my new AS3 games, I can't actually get that legally. So even though I'm paying that's for ridiculous. the latest version, I have to pirate the version I actually want. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that Someone sucks. Someone pay for this. Someone needs to pay with their blood. <laughs> Someone needs to pay. I don't know who it is, but someone needs to. <laughs> Have you guys we, ever... we, we already killed Steve Jobs, wasn't that enough? <laughs> Have you tried sending <laughs> yeah, Adobe enough. a message on Twitter or something? The funny thing is, I, I did complain about something Adobe did once, and it went viral, and I actually got a response from them after like my tweet got 8,000 <laughs> likes. So that's the only way you can contact them. What'd you say to yeah. them? Oh, I, I said that uh, I could no longer access the software I was paying for after their terms of service changed. And an Adobe uh, got programmer like, contacted me to ask me, what features from the old versions of Flash do you need that you don't have in the newest version? And I kind of explained my problem to him, and he gave me this weird workaround for it and got it working. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> so... They're not going to fix it. They're just going to give you like a different way to work around it. And Yeah, yeah. The, the problem was that you couldn't bundle the the web Flash player with Adobe Air apps anymore. So yeah. he told he told me how to hack it so I could do that. <laughs> we, we, yes. might, we might have to talk to you about that. Get our uh, Newgrounds player working. <laughs> He's like, yeah, for sure. He's like, you got to pirate this, okay? You gotta go. I'm not going to expect you to pay for it. He just starts telling you how to... How to uh, do whatever yeah. that is. When yeah, you, you just got, you got to replace some like placeholder files in the air folder, and then it's fine. Beautiful. They, they but there, there was no way I would have gotten a response if my my tweets didn't go viral. Did you guys? Did you guys? Uh, did you guys ever abandon? Did you guys ever abandon Flash at some point? Like were you guys oh, like this is shit? Let's do, let's work on let's do something else. Well, like when just never completely or something. Like <laughs> I, I've seen people like. <laughs> Everyone on Twitter is complaining about their issues with Unity every time it updates. So I'm like, yeah, Flash has problems, but so does every other game engine. Yeah. That's what I've learned. There's no silver bullet. This is life on Earth. It's just unfair <laughs> and sad. <laughs> this is life on Earth. <laughs> I mean, at this point, you guys have been using Flash for like 10 plus years, right? Or even oh, more. Yeah, I think in my case, I... I still expect to you keep using Flash mostly because I, when I make other games in in Construct, I have a like a, a kind of a pipeline to make my sprites in Flash and everything. So I, I probably will keep using Flash for that. But maybe, I, I am thinking of maybe if I, if I make something more, more ambitious, such as a, a more elaborated short film that will require more, something more detailed in, in some aspects. I, I am curious of exploring other software. So in terms of animation, maybe I'll, I, I I may move on eventually. But when it's for sprite work, I think Flash is still a, a great tool. Flash is number one for sprite work, but there are, are are other options out there. I've just I've seen so much done in Flash. I've just, like I I feel like the, there is no limitations, but that's just me not knowing how to code. So I've, I'm sorry for making that assumption. Because I know it can probably get really difficult sometimes having to just work in Flash, I guess. Yeah, I mean, everything has its limitations and stuff. But I think limitations are part of the reason Flash and Flash games in particular were so cool. Because when you're forced to work 
in limitations, you get real creative. Fucking Tom, for example, he made Pico School in, you know, Flash 2, which that did not have movie clips. Movie clips, if you're not familiar with Flash, um, they didn't have variables. Yeah, no variables. Like, you couldn't remember where the game was. Basically, if Tom wanted to take that exact same technique, he could actually recreate Pico's School as an interactive movie on YouTube with that fucking interactive movie shit they had at one time. He could actually do that based on what he did. He just You just basically went to different frames, and every frame was like a new state of the game, right? Or like a scene or whatever you did. Well, it was actually, I don't think it would work on YouTube. So how it would work is... Like, let's say there's a movie clip that tracks, um, like, if you have an item. And when you go to a screen, it says, play that movie clip. So, like, if earlier in the game I would clicked on the item to collect it, it would have set that movie clip to a different starter frame. And then when I got to the point where I needed to use it, it would play from that different point and something else would happen. So that's basically how all the interactive things worked. Instead of it's actually like just, like, interactive movies inside a movie, then, basically. Yeah, or just, yeah, the states of the individual movies would then control what happened, what other yeah. movie would happen. And then you got a whole freaking game out of that. I mean, like, obviously there's more advanced stuff that you couldn't do in a regular movie. Like, you had buttons, like, you know, when you're fighting and you got to click the stuff. But, yeah, without variables, keeping track of your game state, things like that, like, to, to come up with that solution is insane. Yeah. Um, trying like, to think health meters, like, health meters yeah. back then, the health meter was just a movie clip where each time you clicked on something, it would just advance the movie clip by one frame. And then when it got to the last frame, it would do like a movie clip command to have something else play. So like instead of tracking health and having, you know, whether a character's alive or whatever. Yeah. And then like other games, like even when we did have variables and stuff in old versions, like we had to make things that would work on goddamn dial-up connections. So we had to make them light and tight. And yeah, real creative. And I think that's... um it's a skill that carries over too. Like even now when everybody has super fast gaming PCs and whatnot, like that stuff sticks with you and you learn how to optimize. I find like people making things in modern frameworks, like HTML5 frameworks, they never went through that. So you'll, you'll notice, especially like Unity is the worst. Uh, people use a WebGL and Unity. It's slow to begin with. Uh, it's got long load times, but there's no optimization. Um, like I don't even want, I don't want to throw Friday Night Funkin' under the bus here, Ninja Muffin. <laughs> But, like, when it first came out, you know, it was a light game. It was a Game Jam game. And then as you're adding the weeks and stuff to it, you know, you got all the assets, all the music and stuff. And, you know, it's all loading at once to the point there's, like, 300 things loading from the Newgrounds server. And, yeah, um, that's a really big file for that game. And it looks yeah. like it should be 5 megabytes. And it's, well, like, it's not even a, it's not one file, though. It's, like, it's like hundreds of files. It, it's, it's massive. There's so much under the hood in that game. Yeah, but, like, they're, they're, fixing, the it. they're files, fixing it. They're fixing it. Like, yeah, they're, they're fixing it. But like, imagine loading every song in the game, every art asset in the game individually. Like, you know, when you put it in Flash, you have your preloader and it builds it all in. These new frameworks, depending on how you're doing it, you have to load it with whatever it's in. So, like, he's using Hacksflixel and he's loading all the assets in basically the way you would do any preloading in HTML5. You just you download them, right? Um, the game is doing it all at once, though, because that's kind of the easy way to do it. You know, it's, it's just the way the framework is. So... For them to fix that, you know, they can't just do what that framework does naturally. They have to, they have to go through, and they're they're in the process of doing it now. Is, you know, completely changing how it loads assets. Um, Unity is kind of similar, where Unity it doesn't just load the assets in the game, it doesn't just load the music in the game. It also basically loads uh, an HTML5 version of the Unity player just to run the game. 
So like a game that would have been fuck two megabytes in Flash, they're they're 20, 30 megabytes in Unity. And they have to do all these operations in memory just to get the game to run. So if you're playing a Unity game on, on WebGL on an older computer, you know, a lot of time it, it won't work because you don't have enough memory. Like that's that's things that these modern frameworks, these guys haven't really had to learn. Um, yeah, and there's an expectation as well that you want your Unity web game to be to be kick-ass. You want it to be a big 3D thing to justify that large download. Yeah, you don't yeah. Want to play, you don't want to play, you see that Unity loader, but you're, then you're playing like a Cannabalt game and it's, it's 60, <laughs> 60 megabytes. So you don't, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. <laughs> Which is still a problem with Ruffle as well, the, the loading. Yes, there. yes. Ruffle, I mean, anything in HTML5, when you have to load everything like up front, it, it's rough because you have to... You have to pull it into memory. You have to do what you're doing. Ruffle, for example, because it's an emulator, it has to break apart that SWF file. Uh, the old player, you know, it just ran at a runtime. It basically streamed it. And, you know, that's that's Ruffle's biggest challenge is kind of getting that through. The good news is Ruffle can run Flash pretty well because old Flash was designed with those restrictions. But you jump forward to today and, like, an idiot like me making, like, a pretty big heavy game with, like, not super compressed audio, not super compressed PNGs, you know, just going full detail, full quality, which, you know, it would have been great in Flash Player today. But yeah, Ruffle, Ruffle struggles with my game to the point where if you've got low memory, you probably can't play it yet, which, which kind of sucks. It's tanking my score to death, but you, it is what it is. You optimized it, though. I mean, it was I, running I, at like 12 frames yeah, per second for me. I, I, I put in a lot of work, but it still won't work for everybody. I mean, it's like any PC game. Like, if, if you don't have the right hardware... You know, you got you can have some issue. But had it worked, had it been Flash Player, that game would work for everybody. I guarantee it. Yeah, yeah I've, I've noticed right now Ruffles using a lot more memory than Flash Player did, which probably isn't a problem for most games. But when it comes to some of my bigger games, it takes up gigabytes of memory. Yeah, probably and, and on Chrome in particular, Chrome. I don't know if it's the garbage collection or what it is. But yeah, Chrome is really bad with Ruffle. You played in Firefox, uh, it's so much better. I might be explaining this wrong, but I think when Ruffle starts up, it creates a bunch of like tessellation data for all of the vectors to speed up performance later. And all that in the RAM is one of the big things that consumes a lot of RAM. So they, they talk about having it do it more real time and maybe like caching a certain amount of data. Yeah. But yeah, uh, there's, there's yeah. optimizations they'll be able to do over time. It's just, it's trial and error. Like, you know, you get to a point where you're making Ruffle, for example, and you're running it on old flash because you're doing you know as1 as2 first right so obviously you're going to get to a point where that old stuff works great and you don't have any issues but what, as you get closer to like the bigger newer stuff you, you're going to run into problems that you never saw before and i think like that's to be expected so they'll get there it'll be great when it's when it's going yeah i i think the ruffle guys told me that i've made the biggest swf file they've ever seen <laughs> so that, that's going to be fun for them Yep. Are we are we measuring SWF files now? Oh man. Yeah, yeah. His is the biggest. Sorry. <laughs> I have a speaking of that. Um, I have a question. Um, can Tom or Jeff give us uh, information on the genesis of BB Topper? Jeff left. <laughs> <laughs> BB Topper. Um, it was basically just. It was really from the outset of the game. I just wanted to have like Speedo do like a character in the game that would be like your your commanding officer. So it really just came down to like pitching the idea to Speedo. And then what did Speedo think? He was down. Yeah, he uh you know, he created BB Topper. 
<laughs> the best great thing story. The great story. story jam. Yeah. <laughs> I like that it works so well on mobile too. It's fun. It's a fun little game. Speaking yeah. of the flash forward jam, do you guys have any like favorites that you've played that that we haven't been talking about our own stuff all night? Arcane Maiden. Yeah. Arcane yeah. Maiden's awesome. Maiden. Okay. It's coming from a non-programmer's perspective, so like I don't understand everything that went into the game mechanics of creating it. But I just, I just, you click at certain points, and I was just ended up doing the same thing, like every single, every single like fight. Yeah, that's how it took cool me a minute to get into it. it. Uh, there was some, there was some nuance in that you had different moves based on whether you held the mouse down or whether you clicked. Yeah. I mechanic well i i like i like the idea like the base of it it was very stylish and pretty i like what they came out with i just just like in another time frame if they had more time to flesh it out i guarantee that game would be a lot better than what it is right now and that's all i just like fighting trees you know (laughs) (laughs) killing trees i think it took me like six hours six hours to beat the fucking game to be honest (laughs) it did take a lot to beat you know, I'm just sitting there pressing my mouse button. Like, that's the only function. I was like, dude, am I alive? <laughs> it could have been so bad. You stayed with it for six hours. Yeah, well, like I said, I like the initial mechanics of it and the, and the way it looked was really nice. Um, and then you have something like butt spells, which is just fun to look at and just to go through. And yeah. And you explore every option because it's so charming. So charming, so beautifully drawn. I love and then your you style. Like, you like Tom's because you're committing genocide. Like that's fun. Who's not gonna play that? I mean, I robot know, Tom, genocide. Tom's was a little offensive. Uh, like they mentioned distributing my body parts around the world. I was a little <laughs> offended. <laughs> he said you were their top general, though. I'm like, in what reality is Cyclops top, top general? <laughs> well, you know, after you- the robots killed the rest of them, process of elimination. <laughs> <laughs> Josh is just He's at the club. Where'd Wait, the idea for drop cannon come from, Tom? Like, where, how did how did you come up with that idea? So, well, the what's funny is the whole idea of a army of cars fighting stuff is is actually something I've been wanting to do for a while. I always wanted to do like a game where you had like a map of the country and you kind of went went around kind of like a uh, risk style or something where you're building up a giant army. But right. um, then for this, I was thinking about I was trying to think of like a simple concept and something that you could also play on mobile. So. The idea of just having like a few big buttons to press um, is kind of what led to that. And then I just basically rushed out like a real quick demo version of it. And then Jeff Jeff uh, made all the fancy art. And then we just kept adding things. I know he said he wanted to do like a hybrid of like freaking Mad Max and Tron. And that really came through pretty well. Mad Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, about the final boss? Can you talk about final boss? In, uh... yeah, so, the, so the final boss is um, basically a <laughs> Jeff Bezos. But <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Yeah, yeah. but it's uh, and then it was, yeah, it, was, it was just trying to come up with an idea because I wanted to have I wanted to have something that kind of felt like an arcade shooting game, even though you know, it's pretty cheesy and like you know I was I was just rushing that out too, but I wanted it to feel like a intensity kept ramping up on that level so i thought having like a giant machine jump in that you have to do like a shooter on would be cool and then and then also bringing it back around to having you do your drop mechanic on it um at the end and then just uh melting steve jobs or jeff bezos not steve jobs i mix them up sometimes melting uh jeff bezos's <laughs> face which uh jeff 
Jeff's animation for that was inspired by uh, something from Star Trek, so you could ask him about that. Sometime. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Next Generation. Yeah, when they phaser a guy's head and it explodes. Yes, it's the very first season finale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeff, what do you think about that? Jeff laughed. <laughs> <laughs> he, was he was done after 10 minutes. He's like, all these fucking nerds I'm out. I don't know. He's like, I do art. I don't even program. Why am I here? <laughs> God damn it. So, Tom, how do you think how do you think Flash Forward Jam went? I think it was great. Yeah, I think it was better than I expected it to be. Like when all the final games came in, it was sort of like Christmas morning playing games because they all kind of hit different than uh than other games. Like they have that things that Flash just has strengths for doing, like having you know lots of crazy animated content in the game. Yeah. And stuff. Uh, yeah. Even some of the lower scoring games, like you saw some of those lower scoring ones, and you played them. It felt like a time machine, though. It's like I'm playing freaking 2001 Flash that just came out in 2021, and I love it. Even stuff further down is really cool too. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't think there's anything I hated, and that's saying a lot because I hate everything. <laughs> I, one of my favorites was that one with the bow and the knife. Like uh, f the flash forward jam brought back those like those typically like simple mechanics, but it works because it has replayability really strongly. And that's what I really enjoyed from the flash forward jam. There's that one where it's like you you go into you get hit once and then you restart and it's you start from the beginning again. It was like classic flash feeling to it. That's yeah. decent. Yeah, that's yeah. mine. Son, thank you. And also throwing shit or throwing rocks at shit. That was that was really fun. But <laughs> when the choir starts picking up and it's super intense, you're just throwing rocks at shit. Like that's classic Flash. I feel like I, like, I, like I feel the like failure it's screen on that one where it's just a uh, girl. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> it's 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 my peak. I don't think I'm ever going to make anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's the Opus Grandis. That, that game that that's when you know. We're, 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 we're working on it. We're just laughing and laughing and laughing. And our stitches in our stomachs. And we're like, what if she's what if she's like Vegeta? What if we like make her power up? And we're like, yeah. <laughs> I think that's another thing. That, like a, a strength of Flash is the ability to do that. Like to like brainstorm and pivot like on a stupid idea and like try it out and put it in really quick and just, you know, rather than like, oh, we have an idea, but that would take forever to even try to implement in like these newer frameworks. And it's like, uh, maybe not. Let's just stick with what'll work. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it's it's just the simpler concepts at work. Like Tom's is dropping cannons on vehicles and then Josh, oh, Oh wait, Josh! Shut up! <laughs> Josh is like all complicated with all these different mechanics, but yeah. it's, I like the simpler ideas. Just replayability, something, something charming. Especially, it can be charming just from using Flash. Like the art style works. I don't know yeah. why it just does. Shout like out Cap to Burglar. Cap Burglar was one of my favorites too. Like it was oh, just I, so basic, so yeah. basic, but like, you, you want to finish it. <laughs> there's something so charming about it you just yeah. want to finish it you spend three hours playing something so silly but it, <laughs> it the first time you see the diamond, like the first time you see the diamond you're just like i gotta get that diamond <laughs> <laughs> it lures you in exactly it, it's it's like a throwback to toss the turtle you start off like little and you just see 
you get so so good or so, you upgrade so much to where you feel like you have to beat it and then you see the other obstacles you're like i can do that i want to do that that one plays well on mobile too uh which one the the cat burglar, cat burglar. burglar. yeah it gives you the option in the beginning it says oh yeah, yeah mobile or desktop i want to try it on mobile what we should have told people is that Josh actually added a flash bar to uh, pass in whether it's a mobile or desktop. So, like, I use that in Drop Cannon to make your – if you're on mobile, your lasers shoot above your finger so that you can see what you're shooting. But if you're on desktop, they, they shoot where the mouse is. But um, that probably could have saved some stuff. So, Cat Burglar – actually, Cat Burglar did something that I've never seen a Flash game do before that was genius for mobile – is it let you size your screen the way video games do on like when you start up a game on your TV and they have you size it so that you can see all the borders? Yeah, I thought that was really great for mobile. Yeah, I was impressed by that as well. I thought, oh wow, that's uh, that's thinking outside the box for sure. I do have one thing that's been on my mind is I feel like for mobile flash games that are in the page, we should consider not having our drop down header. Because sometimes when you're like fidgeting around, the header will pop in over top of the game. Yeah, um, I want to update that so it works like HTML5 games or just loads in its own page and just not have it in the other at all. That's true. There's something about seeing it in the page that makes it more real. <laughs> it's Flash. It's in the page. Flash. It's in the page. Um, we have we've been going for like an hour and like almost forty minutes now, and we got we got patron questions. So I apologize. To everyone in VC right now, because obviously a lot of them are directed towards Tom just because he's on. So I gotta, we should probably work our way through these right now. And some of them are for Jeff, but <laughs> I'll answer the Jeff ones. Perfect. Uh, Thank uh. you. All right. Um, interview with Tom. What is, all right, Tom, what is the general starting point for you when making a game, not just Flash, but that general short and sweet game vibe? What is the starting point? Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, yeah, I guess usually just trying to think of something that seems fun. It's like a fun idea. And um, something that would look cool. Um, yeah, look look <laughs> cool and be fun. Like B- BB Topper. Like, that, that was... Yeah. I can't remember if that was your idea or Speedo's idea. It was basically pitching the idea to, to create to create that character. How did you sit, how did you phrase that? I need you to create sex appeal in an army general. Oh man, yeah, it's basically <laughs> just like yeah, we were thinking you could just have like a hot army general. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally one of the things in fucking Robot. We kept joking about. I was like, our game's not going to do well because we don't have anybody with tits in it. <laughs> yeah, so I know. I know how. I know how the internet works. <laughs> he's been, he's been on it long enough to know. <laughs> We're not we're not uh, stepping around it. I got another question. Um, this is from Commander Ken. That first one was from Bacon. Shout out to Bacon. Commander Ken asks, "I'm curious how Jeff and Tom met. How did you guys meet?" So Jeff had actually worked at Camp Chaos. Anyone remembers that? It was an old Flash site, and they had a. Show on V. They were downsizing or closing down, and Jeff. Uh, had been the winner of our, we had like an Opie and Anthony contest on the site. To like make. So Jeff actually, um, about, you know, if we're hiring and then we, we met up with Jeff at a TGI Fridays in Quaker, which <laughs> I. 
<laughs> if you ever we, we met at TJ Fridays and basically uh just like talked it all over and looked looked at a swim we were having after we came back from the dot com crash and uh the timing just all kind of worked out and fell into place. Damn, and the rest was history. The the air and TGI Fridays brought you guys together. It was like that. I didn't I didn't know Jeff Jeff was that professor H one. I just thought he was a guy and the the guy that normally shits on Twitter and Facebook <laughs> or anything. <laughs> I was looking at so they're so fucking charming. <laughs> I, I'm glad I'm glad he was on the site because he definitely crafted a unique experience for me when I was 12 years old. So shout out to that. Um, Pluff my ass. Pizza or pasta? Which do you prefer? Oh, pizza. There you go. All right, there we go. There's <laughs> oh, another, another question too. I, I, I have a weird thing where I get bored when I'm eating spaghetti. It just becomes boring <laughs> to eat the noodles. Did your, your uh, did your mom make spaghetti like a lot when you were a kid? Because that happens to me too. If I my mom made spaghetti like two or three times a week, and now I, it's just the most boring thing I can think of to eat. I do like um I like gnocchi. You know those like little puffy things. Gnocchi. I can eat. I can eat. I can eat a whole giant bowl of that. Like especially with like a cheese sauce. But um, but most other pastas I get like really tired of. <laughs> I have a bunch of uh, pasta recipes on my website. If you guys look. Yeah, he does. I like lasagna though. <laughs> lasagna is the bomb. Wait, Pencil Force, aren't you the one that wanted to make spaghetti games, or is that someone else? There's someone who there's a programmer who, who liked to make spaghetti games, and that's how they got into making games. Tom, will there be another NG Office collab like Queers of War? Um, <laughs> not like that. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> I guess it, 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 it could happen at some point. We're trying not to distract ourselves too much right now, though. Yeah. Kind of busy collab. How about we just say Nightmare Cops is the big collab? That's Yeah, Nightmare Cops will be the big office collab. There you go. <laughs> oh, um, Commander Ken, this is the last question. This is the last one I'm going to read. Commander Ken asks, does Tom have any regrets for Newgrounds other than hiring Corey? Oh, wait. <laughs> It's not a nice question. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> any new grounds office? Wait, any regrets with new grounds? Yeah, Tom. Actually, do you got any new regrets with new grounds? Probably. Probably. There's always there's always stuff that I question. I question like the paths I took with things, but um, you know, it's all worked out. So <laughs> we got we through the dark it. times. Listen, we're not yeah. Tumblr. We're not. We're not congregate. Went into archive mode. <laughs> we're, we're kind of killing it folks we're well we're still here and we're still getting new flash games so uh and i have a, i have a personal question tom has um the the hype from friday night for funkin has that brought in any more uh new ground supporters like uh like those three dollars a month guys you know, it's an interesting question because i have no doubt that it's bringing in supporters but it's not like like to get a supporter someone has to really be into the site so like right now we're getting tons of new users, but it's going to take time for them to like decide. I love the site so much that I want to like give it $3 a month. Um, so it's not like an instantaneous thing, uh, but hopefully, hopefully we'll uh, keep them around. We'll win them over. We'll win them. Yeah. I got a yeah, question. Yeah. I got a question for Tom. 
Um, I, I heard on you, you did a uh, podcast with the behemoth recently and you uh, mentioned, you mentioned that your dad did ham radio when you were growing yeah. up. Was, uh, was he into like tinkering and stuff? Like, did that have a big influence on you getting into games? Like having parents who were like kind of technical. Yeah, so my dad was never into video games, but he was super into computers and technology. So that was like the big benefit I had is we always had good computers um and we had like you know we had like a commodore 64 and then we had a pc but we also had an amiga and um and that was cool like just having all that stuff and he's yeah because he grew up i was actually explaining this to my kids recently like when my dad was growing up i guess he would build his own radios because that was sort of like the most high-tech thing you could do back then is you could build a radio and talk to people around the world which was you know like there's nothing fancier than that in the back then whatever whenever I want to guesstimate the years, but, um, and then, uh, and I kind of tell my kids, like one of the things interesting about ham radio is like, if, if there was some crazy nuclear war and all the, all your cell phones suddenly didn't work and the internet was down, like the ham radios could still just go on their ham radios as long as they have electricity and then use their towers and communicate with everyone around the world. So they're sort of like the last people that will be able to communicate if everything else goes wrong. Yeah, it's like prep, preppers are into ham radio, like doomsday yeah. preppers. <laughs> Damn. Um, I like ham. Ham's pretty good. They used to do an event called Field Day where they'd, they'd like all bring out like a, they'd drive out to like a field and bring like a, like a gas power generator and they would have a contest just operating with whatever they could bring with them to the field, which I always kind of think of when you talk about like the doomsday prepping, I kind of picture it's like that too. It's like if, if you had to escape your home, you could still you still know what to do to be able to like set up your communications on the road, that type of thing. Hmm. Not that he's a doomsday prepper. He's just that he just like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I asked because I have, you know, young boys who are growing up and I'm wondering how I can like encourage them to, you know, get into creative stuff. Well, that's a good question right there. What do you, what do you do with your own kids to encourage that, Tom? Um, yeah, so we try, making games especially like my youngest we try making games together and he's like he's done like you know tile editing in uh in construct um and he's been doing some game maker like right now he wants to, he wants us to start a new game where we make gato roboto but you play as the the mouse oh but, nice uh, so i don't know we'll, we'll see if we get that going but um yeah so we tinker around with making stuff um and then my other son he's a big Fortnite player so he he learns a lot from making like his Fortnite videos so that's how he's like getting into like you know the video editing and doing like a voiceover and and finding music he can use and putting the music in so that's sort of driving his interest in that stuff and they're gonna they're gonna inherit new grounds uh when you die is that, is that who I'm gonna be working for soon I, I don't know I don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> I asked someone this, and they were like, "I think I was talking to Logan Fresh." They're like, "Yeah, I, I, it's either Dave or or Ninja Muffin. Ninja Muffin's a really, really close contender." This is such a hard question. Like when I asked when I was thirteen, when I was thirteen, I was like, "What if Tom Falk dies? What do we do then?" And everyone's like, "I don't know." But it's just it's wild how much you've done for the community and to imagine you without it because I, I know how hype everyone gets when they get that Tom Fault follow and when they don't when 
they get upset. <laughs> I should when, when you everybody, everybody that made a game except for one. <laughs> Bishop, Bishop, Bishop said Tom never dies, and actually, it would be cool. I feel like a lot of the things I do is kind of like, like a computer program. So, like, eventually, maybe there could be like a like a deep learning Tom that just keeps doing what I do. On the side. <laughs> yeah. Explain, wait, explain that. Day. Whoa. Explain that though. What do you mean? What do you do every day? Like, play, plays like, the content. Like, Let's say we like we put like every bit of featured content into some like deep learning thing, and then and then people upload their art, and then and then the things like I think Tom would like this. Tom would have liked this art, and we'll front page it, and then it'll basically become me after I'm dead. Hold on, this sounds a lot like an algorithm. I feel like we're stepping in dangerous territory. It'll be a synthetic Tom. Like, <laughs> the Tom algorithm versus the YouTube al- algorithm. Yeah. yeah, and we'll we'll put it into a robot. So for Pico Day, we'll have like a real automatic time that's there. Says, but it'll hey, be good AI because like YouTube AI is like this is what I think our advertisers would like you to watch. Tom would be like, this is what Tom would like to watch. So there you go. <laughs> that's so we'll have every we'll have every PM exchange I've ever had. So when people message me, they'll get like the same replies that I've been giving for uh, the past twenty years. Oh, whenever sweet. somebody complains, it'll automatically message me. <laughs> Be like, hey, Josh, someone said this doesn't work. <laughs> there you go. You're going to be like, can we host a sexy outfit contest? Tom Bot's going to be like, yes, yes, host it. I'm down. <laughs> Cube Soda was like, I didn't know what this contest was about. I thought it was something completely different, but I'll join it next time. <laughs> I guess it seemed like it was an NSFW thing. Either way, I'm happy for you, Tom. You front page Speedo's foot job, and new grass has never, <laughs> never looked brighter. <laughs> so, do you think Flash Jam annual event? What do you think? Yeah, 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 yeah. Flash forward February. That's what it's got to become. Flash forward February. Yeah, actually, why not? It could just be Flash February, too. Yeah, Flashuary. It's just shorted down. Should I think I'll make that? something quicker next year. Wait, how long was the deadline on this one? Uh-huh. Uh, how long was the deadline on this one? Because I know it got pushed back. So it was, an- was it announced late December, but the original deadline is end of January, and then it got pushed to end of February? End yeah. Of February. Now, so that was like two months. Is Was that still a short amount of time as, as programmers, or... Was that a little bit more? Because we do flash February. I mean, are you only getting the month of February? Is well, one people, month like, enough? If people know it's coming, unless we give people a theme, like I don't know if we do a prompt every year so that they have to follow the prompt, or if people could just know that they could just make something and release it in February to participate. That'd be nice. Quit. Yeah, I, I like that. But then do you keep it as a contest at that point? Is there Are there win- winnings if they could work that's on something? That's, a, that's such a tough one, too, because I, I, I like, I hate... I kind of hate the whole picking winners aspect of things, but I also know that having the prize money does get more people turning out for things too. Yeah. So it's like a tough, it's always a tough choice there. Cause it would, it would be kind of nice just to be like a general celebration. I mean, you could what? be like mind chamber and just announce, announce uh, robot day nine months in advance. So like, <laughs> so like it's, well, if always it's, if it's annual. Yeah. If it's annual, everybody will know it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, like people yeah. know pixel day is coming. Although yeah. my fear with Pixel Day is that people won't share their pixel art until Pixel Day. When I want, I want to see pixel art every day. 
Yeah, but then they don't have it all built up, and it's not like Christmas. You like Christmas, Tom. I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> you got you to be a patient boy and wait to open your presents. Just like Tank Miss. Shout out to Tank Miss. That shit was awesome. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> Shout out to seeing Tom fall up in Tank Miss just, just walking around. <laughs> that shit was sweet. <laughs> February is also Black History Month. Yeah. So Flash History Month, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what we're calling it, huh? Flash History Month. <laughs> let's, let's not do that, please. <laughs> Jesus. I promised myself we weren't going to have any racism in this show, and then Zinzinix just brings it out of I people. We were, it's not my fault. Flashing <laughs> forward, not flashing backwards. <laughs> god damn it yeah Newgrounds podcast everyone we come up with great ideas here <laughs> hope you guys stick around for it god damn it um it's probably it really yeah we've been rolling for almost two hours um but fuck big big show thanks for everybody coming on dungeon nation brandy oh god so many people how do i name them all tom gotta thank tom but we'll thank, thank you thank later you. because we have some other shout outs to do as well. Thank Buttsbo. <laughs> thank thank Buttsbo. Buttsbo. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Diary. Thank you. I don't remember. Uh, I'd like to thank Brandy for stealing my art. Um, yeah. <laughs> I do want to throw out there, this is self-serving, but someday I would like to collaborate with Buttsbo. Um, I say it every time I see some of his work. I always leave comments. Oh, make it happen. Make it happen. We're making magic here. Make thanks to Nick. Magic. Thanks to Nick. Thank, thanks, Matt. Fuck, yeah, I think thank I got you, everybody. Matt. Everyone it's in chat was... It's way past my bedtime. It's like 2 in the morning here. <laughs> you, you just fall yeah, asleep listening. Yeah, you gotta go sleepy sleep. Gotta go sleepy yeah. sleep. And as Everyone usual, is... we also gotta thank our uh, supporters. The show is brought to you by our supporters over on Patreon. Uh, shout out to Plumfaw, Teresa, Boozle, Zachary Jones. Our newest patrons, Bacon. Guard the guard. Thanks, guys, for coming on to the, uh, the team there. Extra thanks to our mid-tier patron, Commander Ken! Yeah, and then we got yeah. our top-tier patrons. You guys you guys ready for this? This is my favorite part of the show where I yell at our top patrons. Spectrally! And our special guest host, Tom Fowl! Woo! Yeah! Get him! I, I you, just uh, imagine your household like, what the fuck? <laughs> and my neighbors. Dad's going yeah. crazy. <laughs> You guys' support goes to funding things like boosting our Discord server, art commissions, things like that, community events like the block party. So we yeah. really appreciate you guys giving back. Um, it all goes back into the community. Uh, we're not spending it on ourselves. We're not running any you know, underground pizza things. Don't worry about that. Uh, if any of you other guys want to join these fine folks, you too can support us at patreon.com slash ngpodcast. Uh, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good night, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, maybe. Thanks maybe. Bye. Thanks for maybe, having me. Uh, maybe if you, maybe if we get enough patrons, we'll raffle a, a Nintendo Switch or something during the block party. <laughs> <laughs> Just like <Yeah>. last year. <laughs> Damn it, Tom. Uh-huh. I never, I never got feedback on the block party. What'd you think of that last year? The block party is really cool. That was a cool party. <laughs> that was a that was cool hey, party. I've got I've got questions. Um, are you? Did you do? Uh, are you gonna do Pico Day this year? Probably not with the whole COVID. Thing. Not like a not in person party, but we are having it uh, May first. And uh, do you guys want a sneak preview of the promo banner? No. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> <or> yes. <laughs> Chad, Chad says yes.
Josh says no. We got to go with Josh. Yeah. <laughs> so this is my show, people. Huh? This is my Should show. I said no. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> See, Tom. Tom does what I tell him. See, he knows what's up. So it's by uh, by Slivern. All right. But this is going to be the promo banner. You're just going to post a dick pic watch. Oh, it's a fucking... It doesn't... Tom, you're supposed to post the picture. Hold on. I should just paste it. Yeah, let me paste the picture. Can I just try to get it? Here's right, this awesome link to look at. Right, hold on. Hold on. Here it comes. Go, go, go. Yeah, boy! I clicked what? it on. There we go. Holy shit. That is sexy. Shout out to Sliver and shout out to Tom fucking asking artists to draw stuff for the site. I was I blown away when, when you had people draw for games on the site. I thought that was sweet. I don't recognize any of these characters. Who are these? Who, who um, are these? There's a game called Friday Night Funkin'. Here's the, a homework the assignment for everyone. If, if Sliver does a site skin that doesn't repeat any of the characters that are in this banner, we need to make a list of which characters we want to get into the site skin this year. Oh shit! The ball from Mini Putt Two, not Mini Putt um, Three, Mini Putt Two. I think Sierra Sora should be in it. Um, <laughs> I think who else is in chat? LBGN should be in it. Bacon. You're just saying people. Weasel. You're not saying characters. <laughs> Those are, there are characters. Have you have you met these people? There's some characters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it should just be Zen. And just you know, just Zen. That's all. Just Zen. No, everyone's gonna be like, Tell "Who the you. fuck is this douchebag?" <laughs> Zin's beanie, just Zin's beanie, nah, just my fucking beanie. Actually, Brandy made a good point. We could check the tank mist for uh for stuff. Although there's probably a few that are brand new, just from the past few months too. Yeah, definitely. Like uh, I know someone that we're uh, we could do. We could do the um. Yeah, Unitrust Dreams. The that that fox dude from Unitrust Dreams. Oh yeah, that you don't even that, know his name. Unlimited was, trees. Was that unlimited the guy that trees. Likes spaghetti? Was that the guy? Yeah, I think uh, that was. Yeah, was. I guess like, wait, so is unlimited trees the same as that? That's his like avatar. I never really put that, that together. Yeah, yes. that's the character. God, Tom, okay. act like you played the game. <laughs> yeah, act right. like you listened to the podcast. God. <laughs> right. Actually, I don't think I, I. I guess I didn't get to hear that one. I should listen to that one. Oh man, I had a controversial <laughs> question for Tom, but I forgot it already. Right. Oh, what was your shaker. favorite school shooting? <laughs> oh my gosh, Pico school. It's Pico school. That's the it's answer. Pico. Don't say anything else, Tom. Don't <laughs> say anything else. My computer wrap it up. Yep. <laughs> this is where we live. Um, damn it! I want to remember my question, but I'm not going to be able to. Well, it was nice having you on, Tom. And everyone else, and Budspo, and Bill. Bill, I talk to you too much. It's not that special. We know yeah. each other. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, everyone in chat, a quick ask, ask a million questions. Unlimited Trees is here. Unlimited Trees. Why didn't you make anything for the Flash Forward Jam? <laughs> uh, happy Masato Friday, everyone. What? I'm busy Unlimited Trees. <laughs> As Tom, as the past couple of weeks, uh, playing Amori. What's going on here? Amori? <laughs> I, just, I just woke up. What's going on? You just fell off the radar to play that game forever? Yes. I've also God been playing, working on other things, but. Uh, oh, so Tom, here's now? my question. Here's my controversial question. Everyone's okay. always like, 
did did BF and Pico really date or is that just a joke? And everyone's like, it's a joke. But I found the tweet where you said that it's can- canonical and that's true, right? It's Pico yeah, no, boyfriend I'm, I'm, used to date. I'm totally fine with that. I, I was actually thinking for the Flash Jam, I was thinking of making that game. That could be like the story. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's already in but, production. Uh, no, but I mean, if I did it, I would actually do it like really heartfelt and interesting too. But uh. See, Hasn't happened yet. Hasn't happened yet. Nightmare Cops needs to come out. Any updates on that? Let's let's give a little little sneaky sneaky update on Nightmare Cop. No, I want to try it again. It's me asking. God damn. I, want it, I, want it, I want it to just be surprise after surprise when people play it. I don't want people to know too much. Yeah. All right. That's fair enough. Yeah, nightmare nightmare cops is cumulative cumulatively more than everything I've made in my life before nightmare cops. Holy shit! Yeah, but you haven't made Pico and boyfriend dating sim yet, so yeah, I don't think you could say that. That'll be a mini. That'll be a mini game. It'll be a mini game in nightmare cops. (laughs) Everyone look forward to that. All right. It's like it's like when uh when people put in secret dress up games in their games. This time it's just gonna be a secret uh dating sim in there. That'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, Wait. I, I had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a right in ground right of passage. We all had the opportunity to, and I think Buttsbo is like one of the only ones who actually put a dress up game in entry. Yeah, Brandy did it at the end screen. Jeez. Um. Wait. I don't know if this question was asked. I'm sorry. Dealing with the chat it's like really hard. I get like amnesia from dealing with everyone in chat. Um. Favorite. F- like when you guys think flash games, what's the one you guys go to? Because there's like there's a bunch of OGs in flash games. So I kind of want to start with Tom. Tom. What's, like the first you- game. I th- the first game I think of when I think of flash games. Yes. Yes. It's a weird. It's a weird one because I know what my brain, my brain kind of quintessentially thinks of Toss the Turtle, even though like it's not like the number one game ever. But like something about Toss the Turtle kind of distilled flash gaming pretty well, where it's like bright and colorful and has like a fun hook and it's addictive. And uh, and that kind of came out at a time period where it was kind of like peak flash gaming when it came out. But uh. I guess, I guess Nanaka no, Crash yeah. was the first toss game, and then there was like Kitten Cannon. But yeah, Toss the Turtle really made it like it kind of like elevated the toss genre. There we go. There you have it. Uh, toss the Turtle. Uh, Josh, you got to pick a different answer. You can't just you can't just backpack off of Tom's answer. I'm sorry. Toss the <laughs> you fucking asshole. You can't do that. You can't do that. Dungeon Nation. When you think of Flash games, what's the one that comes to mind? Like, I think of Nitrum games because that's I uh, I forgot to say it earlier, but Nitrum games were. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> you're making this worse. D Sun, when you think of Flash, wait, what is Nitrum games? Help me out here for a second. Oh, 
lot of flash games. A lot of flash games. Uh, Well, give me a title of one of the games, please. The chat is tearing me apart. <laughs> Hot air, feed me. Uh, Hot air, feed me. me. There's it's like, familiar. Uh, c- Pull it. <laughs> they made a hundred games at least. Nitro, Nitro made like some of the most sophisticated flash games. I was always like most people's flash games. I could play them, and I I could know I could like know in my head how they made the game. Nitrum would make a lot of games where I was like, man, like I don't think I could make that. Damn. Drop Cannon felt like a Newgrounds Nitrum hybrid, honestly. There you go. Initial yeah. influences. Josh, you can't keep changing your answer. You literally Miami Shark I was gonna mention too. Miami Shark. You literally just stole D Sun's answer. Don't shit your pants. Finally, <laughs> the truth comes out. One of the OGs. I love that fucking game. Dson Flash Games. We think about them. Which one comes to mind? Yeah, that uh, one. All right, true that. Yeah, that one. Uh, I, uh, Madness Interactive. Madness Interactive. <laughs> you guys you took go. all the good ones. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bill. You sh- That's like two in a row I was going to pick. Jeez. <laughs> you should have came later in the alphabet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Buttsmo. Buttsmo. When you think of Flash games, what comes to mind? I think I associated a lot with the stuff by Edmund McMillan, I think. Either, oh, Super either the original Meat Boy or... There was this this like uh, chicken which spills blood. Carius, I hear it's Carius welting. That was for me. That's super iconic just because of the the grotesque thing you do. Yeah, so it just stuck with you. So a lot of games with blood in it. That's what Buttspo likes. Okay, <laughs> Meat Boy. Yeah, <laughs> he likes the blood. He's quirky like that. He's quirky like that. Brandy, when you think of Flash games, what comes to mind, dude? Dude, learn to fly and think thing. Oh shit, bro! Oh. Learn to fly. I like learn to fly a lot. Think thing's pretty good too. Think it's basically a madness ripoff. No, though. here's the thing. I thought for the longest time that madness was a think thing ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> think thing. Oh, I forgot that was a thing. I think that was the first thing, thing I actually like, asked Crinkles when I met him. That's the first thing you asked Crinkles. Well, I asked him like, "Hey, hey so uh, like, what about think thing inspired you to make madness?" What do you say, Josh? <laughs> Josh, say lettuce. In... <laughs> yeah, chat says lettuce. Buttsbo says salsa. <gasps> Sorry, Bill, we'll get to you after this Ooh, important question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mrs. Goldfish, when you think of Flash games, what do you think of? Fuck. <laughs> no, she didn't. Stop, stop pushing that. <laughs> Try my shooting. I didn't notice for it. Your favorite Flash game is the one that she's in. Um, Bill Primo. Teletubby Funland. That was like the first fucking thing I think I ever saw. Uh, uh, <laughs> My neighbor told me about Newgrounds when I was like nine years old or some shit. 
and I think that's like the first thing I saw. I think, but other than that, probably um, try not to shit your pants. Madness Inter. <laughs> There's too many. There's too fucking many. Um, ah, Normally, it's just the first one that comes to mind. Like that's the one that left the yeah, impression. I don't know. I think about a lot of the assassin stuff. Um, I just remember playing those when I was a kid. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's you almost like yeah. favorite Flash game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I usually name that one as the best. Yeah. Most big adventure. Uh, Bobo came after like the death of Flash, so it like it doesn't um even though it's like the best Flash game it missed being part of like a moment of flash in that, in that way. Does that make sense? Yes. There's a part of the flash of flash of flashes. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this question's too too heavy, too heavy, way too heavy. Uh, <laughs> it's too much pressure. Oh, it was mini part two. She said, "Of course, the truth comes out." Shout uh, shout stick figure well, stuff. I mean, personally, Those are I animations, but they had a few Rumble. games. They did. I think I think wait, of wait, Robot wait, Rumble when I think of Flash games. Robot Rumble is pretty good. It's only because you worked on it, like for like. I think of Flash games. I think of that right away. <laughs> you don't think of Flash games. <laughs> God damn! I think that's it for today, guys. Fairly certain that's all wait. we got. Oh, wait. unlimited wait. trees! I was going to ask you, but you didn't do anything wait. for the Flash Jam. You, well, I, I didn't, I didn't, I, I couldn't do anything. I, All right, I, I, unlimited trees. If you, if you, if you could have made a game for the Flash Jam, what would it have been? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, good answer. I'm, uh, I, I'm t- I kind of just want to play Amori. I, 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 I was out. <laughs> we I might was have to mute unlimited trees. <laughs> God damn. Um, everyone in chat, what's I saw your answers for favorite favorite Flash games. Kingdom Rush was pretty good, but that's more like a congregate thing, right? I'm fairly certain. Flash version of Angry Birds. That Sonic game, the though, the Sonic game. Manus Interactive was a huge Sonic thing. Game. The old Sonic game. Ultimate Flash Sonic, and you could do loops. I still don't know how they did loops. <gasps> yeah, oh. that works pretty well in Ruffle now. Oh shit, I gotta replay that then. It's action script too. No way, crazy. It's madness. Wait, hold on. Wait, oh, Pestle Force left. I want to ask them about Castle Crash in the Beard Redux. I thought they were working on that. Yeah, but where is it? That's my, that's my question. <laughs> 
God damn it. No, Redux. They're like they're, they're supposed to rebuild it with Lewis. Supposed to make that again. Oh, okay. They're still working it's on almost, it. It's almost yeah. done. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> okay. That's Wait, all what's I wanted the to know. Lewis to sit down to collab. What's the secret I, thing I to get Lewis to collab? Yeah, because like I was supposed to make the flash jam with him and then uh he died for like a month and a half and then I ended up making it by myself. Oh. He like ghosted you? God damn. Oh. oh what did I steal? How did you change my metal? You uh you you, you came to our office and you stole my art. You stole my intellectual property. That would be funny. And then you refused as to one of my medals. You and I don't know how you changed it. You used to credit or remove. Did Josh well, like do some admin powers and just like swap it? Okay, because I like the new one. It's it's nice. Yeah. Bill, you deserved it. I don't know what to say. Oh shit, that's how you make uh, that's how you get free art from Bill. So just like use his old art and he'll make new cool shit for you. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. That's it. Everyone leave the chat. Fucking <laughs> Oh, thank you for coming on again, Tom. Thank you, thank you, Bill. Thank you, Buttspo. Thank you, all these OG game creators. You guys are awesome. Thank you for listening to the New Grounds Podcast. This show is recorded live on our Discord server. Join us at bit.ly slash NGP Discord. For the latest news, follow us on Twitter at the NG Podcast. Thank you to Waterflame for the use of his song, Gabberfly. Goodbye. <laughs>